2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
3: It's all about the run. We'll get to that in just about a minute. But now it's time to say, as always, get ready. Wake up, America! Oh, you sounded so good. Yes, he's Brian Noah I'm Andy Furman. And, of course, this is Fox Football Sunday. We're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate. Quote, now, without further ado, my partner, my friend, the brains of the outfit, and of course he is, I don't know how he does it, the hardest working man in show business today. The one, the only, many people have tried to emulate him, but they can't. My guy, Brian No, Hello, B. How are you?
6: I'm doing great, Andy Furman. Very happy to be here with you. Happy Divisional Round of the playoffs on a Sunday morning here. Yes. And I broke out the top shelf breakfast. You know, it's an apple cinnamon, uh, apple, cinnamon. Main apple cinnamon, rain bar type morning. You have to do that for the divisional round of the playoffs, you know?
3: Yeah, I know. And I still owe you a crate of that stuff. And one day I'll surprise you. One day I just Yeah, might maybe
6: in 2025 you. at this rate. Oh, Furman. don't go there Good now. Lord. Because Goodness. I did
3: send initially, I sent, but I sent the wrong materials.
6: Yeah, you sent pomegranate. Or, I don't even know. I what don't you know.
3: Sent. I'm not. I'm not an expert. Te- I'm not a chef on this stuff. Okay, I'm not a, an expert on it. You are. You're the guy that eats the flaky stuff. I don't. But I'll find it. I'll eventually get it. You've and send gone it to, the, to
6: you. the store and bought certain flavors of food, right?
3: I don't get out much,
6: <laughs> but that's like the, That's the standard thing. Is hey, do you have peanut butter and jelly? Are you a peanut like butter peanut- and jelly guy, no, I'm Andy? Not.
3: No, I am not.
6: What's something you eat that has flavor? I'm a
3: hamburger guy. I'm a beer guy. I'm a pizza guy. That's basically my diet. There you go,
6: beer. So what type of beer do you like? I like
3: Rolling Rock. I like uh, Blue
6: Moon. Okay, there you go. You can stay with that. If you say, hey, no, uh, can you hook me up with some Rolling Rock or some Blue Moon? And I'm like, yeah, I got you. And I send you a case of Schlitz. I got the wrong stuff, okay? I still drink like, it, though. A, I was still, you got to go I, with the right flavor. I would say
3: thank you. Thank you. As, you know, you erred <laughs> on your part, but you know the <laughs> gesture was fine. The okay. gesture was good. That's right?
6: where you and I part ways. Where I'm like, you got the wrong freaking thing, Furman. You right. would have been nice and cordial. Yeah, I'm a jerk sometimes, but now I think not. I have a right to be a jerk in this instance. That's all. All right.
3: Okay. I tell you what, I got to talk about the game last night, the late game, the Titans over Ooh. the Ravens. Twenty-eight, twelve, And let me tell you, here's my take on the whole situation. I'm not going to get into the particulars of the game. I'm not going to talk about Derrick Henry. I'll let you do that because you're the genius of the group. I, I liken this game to someone who has to take a final exam, and that exam will give him, like, the ability to maybe get into medical school, get into law school, and you flunk the exam. Everything up to that point means nothing. It means nothing if you, if you fail that exam. And that's what happened last night with the Ravens. Everything they accomplished up to yesterday, to that ball game actually goes down the toilet. It means that nothing. Lamar Jackson's great season, the wins, they haven't lost a game in 104 days. It means nothing because they lost yesterday. And they, they coughed it up. And I don't want to hear these announcers telling me that it was rust. Give me a break. It was hadn't played in 20 days. It was rushed on Lamar Jackson. Give Tennessee some credit, please.
6: I'm with you on the last point. You got to give Tennessee some credit. But I don't agree with you on the first point. This absolutely diminishes Lamar Jackson's season. And he was brilliant throughout the year. He was absolutely dynamic, well-deserved MVP. He eventually will be crowned. But I was talking about this before the game. And there was a lot of pushback because I said, if they lose to the Titans, and especially if Lamar doesn't play particularly well, it will absolutely diminish his season. And it was met with, oh, no, you can't say that. What he did, it's not going to take away from it. I'm like, hello, look at the nature of sports. How many times have we seen this where? A player has a great regular season, falters in the playoffs, and deservedly right. gets hammered for it. Right. Look at Dirk Nowitzki years ago winning MVP, and they got bounced in the first round by the Warriors, and he got crushed for right. it. Or A-Rod, or Peyton Kershaw, or Peyton Manning. For all right. those years, he was unbelievable regular season and faltered in the playoffs. That's how it goes. So to act like, oh no, his... You can't say anything takes away. No, absolutely. And it's unfortunate, but it took away and diminished what he he was able to accomplish this year to some degree. It doesn't nullify everything, but it absolutely diminishes it.
3: I'm with you. I'm in your corner 10,000%. And you know what? John Harbaugh, the coach, you know, what he said after the game, I'm still scratching my head. Take a listen to what he said about his team, and he thought he was the best team. Listen to this.
5: I felt like this team was the best football team that it could be this year, you know, with the, with, the, with the group that we had, thought we made the most of, uh, of us becoming the best football team we could be. We just weren't that today. And that's the disappointing thing.
3: Okay, okay. No, no he, he corrected that at the end. He said, not today. And I agree. You know, when you have fourth and one and you're faltered not once but twice, I mean, Wow. I mean, give Tennessee some credit. That was unreal. And you know what? I looked at Lamar in the second one, going for the fourth and one. He had no idea what he was doing. He really didn't. I mean, he was just out of sync. But still, give Tennessee some credit.
6: Got to give Tennessee credit. Look at Derrick Henry, 195 yards rushing. It looks like something from the 1970s with Ryan Tannehill's stat line. He was seven for 14. He threw the ball 14 times. I know. <laughs> so you got to take your hat off to Derrick Henry. He was absolutely marvelous. It was something that Lamar said after the game. He said, "Well, oh, we just beat ourselves. What? That's crazy. You have to give credit to Tennessee because they played good defense. Like you said, Andy, the fourth and one, uh, the, two of those Twice. instances yeah. on fourth and one, stuffing Lamar with that weird quarterback sneak. And that's partially on Lamar. But the other time, earlier in the game, Ravens are at their own 45, stuffed on fourth and one. They played good defense in short yardage situations. Derrick Henry was an absolute monster. And they capitalized on Lamar Jackson's mistakes. Couple of picks, a fumble, a weird quarterback sneak. So it wasn't just the Ravens shooting themselves in the foot. Certainly that contributed but you got to give the Titans some credit. It's not as if they only capitalized on unforced errors by the Ravens, and that's why they won 28-12. to right. Goodness, they smacked them around, Andy.
3: They sure did. i tell you what, a, a couple of things. Certainly a lot of miscues on the part of Baltimore, uh, drop passes, things like that. And I, I will tell you this much. If you look at the box score on this game, and you saw Tannehill's line of 7 for 14 for 88 yards, and Lamar Jackson 31 for 59 you would have to think that maybe Baltimore won this game. But I said this going into this segment. In the playoffs, it's all about the running game. You got to run the football. You don't run the football in the playoffs, you're going home. That's basically what it's all about. You know, New England couldn't run the football last week. They lost. You got to run the football, and that's where it's at. And believe me, I, I'm, I couldn't be happier for Derrick Henry. I'll tell you why. During the season, he was like a ghost. Yeah, he had the stats. He led the league in rushing, but he no one knew about it. He didn't get any pub. He really didn't. Yeah. Now he's on a big stage. Everybody knows about Derrick Henry now. It is
6: pretty crazy that you could be a rushing champ and be as underpublicized right? as Derrick Henry was. But I, you know what stands out, Andy, is Derrick Henry had a monstrous game. But if you look at the rushing totals, it's not like Tennessee outrushed the Ravens like crazy. The Ravens had 185 yards rushing. Right. Lamar had 143 on the ground. So... It's not like, what would it be, uh, 32 yards difference? That's all that Tennessee outrushed Baltimore by, 32 measly yards. This was about converting on fourth down. This was about, look, you've got to maximize your opportunities. Our guy Chris, who's with us here, and by the way, the only time he went to Vegas, he stayed at a La Quinta. we got to circle back to that at some point, Andy, but business first. I'd rather stay in my car. Yeah, he was telling me when we were chatting before the show started, there was this stat about every yard line that the Ravens drives ended on yeah. without points, and it was a lot... It's just like they had the ball in the you great want those field position over and over and over again, yeah. and they weren't he, able to capitalize. He's
3: got the numbers. He's got the numbers. Yeah, what do you have,
6: So Chris?
0: this is from Will Brinson, by the way. So the Ravens had drives that ended on the on the Titans. These are all the Titans' side of the field. The 36, the 31, the 4, the 18, the 31, the 15, the 16, the 21. Whoa. And they finished with 12 points for the game. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, you know I, I tell you, it, it may have been somewhat of a turning point. Maybe I'm mistaken here, but help me out here, both you guys. When We're going for the first time when they had fourth and one and they failed. If they would have gone for the field goal at that point in time, rather Duh, than the, the
6: first one, they were in their own territory, Andy. You're talking about the second one.
3: The second one, okay. I I think I would have changed things a little bit just to give them some momentum. I mean, you don't know how deflated you might be when you go fourth and one twice and fail. That's a big momentum swing, not only for the negative momentum situation on the offense, but as far as the momentum on the defense.
6: Sure. If they kicked the field goal, the one you're talking about, it would have been 14 to nine if Justin Tucker made it, and he probably would have because he's... Freaking nice. I say always
3: <laughs> go for the points. Put points well, on the board anytime you can.
6: I understand what you're saying, Andy, for sure. But before that, before we have access to the result, right, mm-hmm. I trust the Ravens. And that's been their M.O. You always say dance with who brung you. Oh, yeah. That's what John Harbaugh's done all year is gamble, go for it, swagger. You know, they never failed. Board. You're
3: right. They've never failed on a fourth and one until last night.
6: Yeah, they were 8-0 on 4th and 1 throughout the regular season, and then they got stuffed twice last night. And you got, you have to at some point give the Titans credit. That wasn't just Lamar on the weird quarterback sneak where he ran over to the right side and was like, ah, let me reverse course and <laughs> head right back into the teeth of the defense. Yeah. You can't do that, man. That's like throwing late over the middle. You, you can't reverse course on a quarterback sneak on 4th and 1. You're going to get stuffed all day. Well but that, I, I, that was a weird yeah. decision, but you gotta give the Titans credit, man. There's oh, a no, reason why course. he reversed course. He didn't think he was gonna get it going to the right initially. Right. And why? Well, because the Titans were there.
3: You know, it's funny that you and I criticizing Lamar, and rightfully so. And certainly, you know, some of the stardom is gonna be tarnished. But he had something to say about that. He's not concerned what you or me or anybody else has to say. Take a listen to Lamar.
1: No, I don't really care about what they say. You know, this is my second year in the league. Many people don't be able to make it to the playoffs. I got a great team with me. We ain't really worried about what the people said. We just gonna keep going.
3: Like I said, get ready for next Was he
6: That's crying? Great. He Was should she crying? absolutely be like There's that. There's no
3: crying in football. Yeah. Was he crying?
6: Well, no, but let's just call it like it is, Andy. It's gonna sound like a bunch of white broadcasters are waking up and it's Christmas morning and it was like, yes, this is the present I was absolutely hoping for it. You're going to hear some glee in the voices of some of these white broadcasters. And here's Why? the thing, man. It might be very misleading because I take no joy out of this. It's not like I'm excited that Lamar faltered. I'm just calling it like it is. You can't be the MVP, turn in a performance like that, and not go criticized for it. You have to get criticized to some degree to not criticize that performance would be a disservice to Lamar. So criticizing him, as long as it's, you know, it's justified and legitimate, you're not taking it way too far and saying he stinks as a quarterback because of this, if you're just saying that performance wasn't good enough, there's nothing wrong with that at all. That's accurate.
3: I want to know who is taking Glee in his performance because if you oh, are, gosh. you're an idiot. Really? Well,
6: yeah, but there you know, Andy. There are a lot of people that didn't think Lamar was going to be this special of a talent, and they are absolutely—well,
3: he proved those wrong. people wrong. You know Wait, this.
6: That's the drill. If well, you he say, proved ah, those I people don't wrong see him doing anything games. in the NFL," and he's proving you wrong, well, a lot of those people come out of the woodwork and say, "I never bought it. I knew it. I never bought in." <laughs> so well, you're going to get a steady diet of that.
3: Well, you know what? If they are, we want to hear from them. How? On Twitter at the No Show. Have some guts. Have a pair, all right? Let's see. If you have some, if you have glee in what Lamar Jackson did yesterday, I want to hear from you because I'll chop you down a little bit. And Where so will my nuts? partner, Brian Noah At the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR, or eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, 877 6369 And of course, our lineup, second to none, of course, Bronx Talk Radio in this hour with the amazing Chris P. Hour number two, bottom barrel betting, and my guy Brian Noah knows Picks, and hour number three, and we're brought to you by Cincinnati Bell, powering your Connected life, and all of a sudden, the pressure is off him. That's next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
1: I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from
0: this board. This is Uncanny USA.
2: He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed.
3: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs)
3: The focus was on the D. We'll explain that in just about a minute. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And be a sad, sad note in the world of music, which is right up your right up your alley. This week, uh, the world's greatest drummer, rock's greatest drummer, passed. The greatest drummer in rock history. It's
6: debatable, Andy. Very I debatable. Think he was. I well, hear that all over the place. He was a great drummer. Great, no drummer. doubt. And look. It's sad that he passed away, no matter where you have him ranked. Big Neal. Yeah. He's got loved ones and, you know, family members and all that. So, uh, shout out. Hate that he passed away, but.
3: Yes. At 67, what much too young. Yes.
6: I heard from our guy, Chris, that you asked if Rush is metal.
3: I think it's borderline metal.
6: No, it's not no, even remotely so. close it's to metal. metal. Not not right. Are you close. kidding? It's metal. Metal light. No, no, not even What would light. you
3: call it then? What would you call nope. it?
6: Nope. Yeah. It's progressive nope. rock. Progressive yeah. rock. Progressive okay. weird right. rock. I'd
7: go weird, weird rock. rock. I like yeah. a
6: weird rock. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you a Rush fan,
7: Vinay? I like a few of their songs, but I'm not, like, huge into them. I I appreciate them for what they did for, you know, experimental and progressive rock, but overall, they're not- I'm with you on that. You know,
3: I I don't live and die for them, but, you know, I I appreciated what they've done in the world of music.
6: I don't. I hate Rush. I hate to say it now, but- Rush Limbaugh Rush? (laughs) The band Rush. Uh I respect those dudes as musicians, but their music, no, not a fan. And I think it's mainly Geddy Lee. I hate that guy's voice. I can't get over it, man. Can't
3: do it. Really? What do you? Think can't do it. Like do Mike hate-
6: Singletary. I can't do it.
3: Do you hate my voice too? Or no, you
6: no. Not- your voice is pleasant, Andy.
3: Oh, okay. Now, now all of a sudden, I'm getting, like, words from from Vinay, our executive. He's always watching out for me. I appreciate that. Don't badmouth Rush Limbaugh. He's a premier network guy. I didn't badmouth him. I heard the word Rush. (laughs) When when I hear Rush, the number one Rush in my mind really is Rush Limbaugh. Now, if you have – what's that family feud show on TV? And you have to match certain, certain things? If they had the term Rush up there, believe me, there'd be more Rush Limbaugh's than the band Rush. I promise.
6: I I don't know that you're right about that, Andy. I'm not sure about that because No nope. Hand Rush is insanely popular, very popular. So I'm in the minority here. I just didn't care for Getty Lee's voice. He sounds like a weed whacker. You know, if you if you're weed yeah. whacking stuff, it's like nying, 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 nying. that's how Getty Lee sounds. I can't get over that.
3: All right, I just think that you know. There's one Rush that's the most the most popular Rush in the world. But I'll tell you what. Yeah, no, nope. I
6: think you're wrong about that. I think well, you're
3: wrong. I we'll see. Anyway, I'm going to go you to Twitter that, for a second. You think that
6: Rush Limbaugh is huge in China or all, he's all these he's other worldwide. countries? Are you kidding rush me? Rush is big he's, he's, he's worldwide. Big. Rush Limbaugh is nothing compared to the band Rush.
3: I don't know about that. But that's that's not for me to decide. But I do want to go to Twitter because p flow too. What's Pflow 2 I don't even know what that is, but Pflow 2 on Twitter says, I hope LJ, meaning Lamar Jackson, doesn't become one of the guys who's a better regular season player and then disappears in the playoffs. We won't know that. Only history will tell that answer. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, Well, time uh, will tell, but right. that's who
6: he is right now. Goodness, you go back yeah, right. to last season. Against the Chargers, his passer rating was zero in the first half. <laughs> like right, he, was, right. he was getting booed by the home crowd. The home crowd was chanting, we want Flacco. Just think about that for yeah, right, a second. Right. That's how bad Lamar was in the first three quarters. But and the body of work is not there yet. performance bad.
3: Yeah, the body of work is not there yet to prove that. But, you know, he's no Clayton Kershaw because when it comes to Kershaw and the playoffs, forget it. That's basically he's He's the poster child for faltering in the playoffs. Well,
6: two years in, that's exactly who he is. That's where we're at with Lamar. And look, again, I have to state this. There's a difference between stating it like it is and then taking joy in it. And it's going to sound like a bunch of broadcasters are taking joy in this. Yes. And they might just be calling it like it is. Two seasons in, Lamar Jackson's career is much like Clayton Kershaw's. Now, we've only had two years of this from Lamar, and we've had, gosh, almost a decade of it with Clayton Kershaw being a stud in the regular season and then wetting himself largely in the playoffs. Right. So he hasn't done this over a decade span like Clayton has, but two years in... That's who his career rivals at this
3: stage. You're exactly right. An RS pilot on Twitter says it does amaze me that the media can slam Kurt Cousins, and it's perfectly okay. If the media is going to slam Lamar Jackson for now being owned to him in big games, that's not warranted. It's only his second year, but longevity in the NFL is short, and he's off to a bad start. Well said. Well said, he's 0-2, he's off to a bad start, and he's got to change that. No one else could change it. You can't change the narrative. That's basically what it is. He had two playoff games, and as you said, he wet the bed. What are you going to do? I, and I, I'm not rooting for or against him. That's fact. That's just the way it is. And I'm, I feel bad for the guy. They had a tremendous yeah. season. Tremendous. And it goes down the cropper because of what happened yesterday.
6: Well, and that's the point, Andy, is goodness to the the tweeter's point Kirk Cousins, just start naming some of these quarterbacks, Carson Wentz, you know, think about Tony Romo and how much flack he caught. And a lot of it is deservedly so with these guys. But a lot of these QBs who leave something to be desired, especially on the playoff stage, They get hammered for it. And Lamar Jackson's no different. If you have a performance like that, two costly interceptions, a fumble, a weird quarterback sneak, when you are far and away the MVP, he was brilliant this season. That's the way it works. The more you do, the more we expect. And he, as brilliant of a season as he has, he had the expectations were raised, deservedly so. And he didn't come close to meeting that standard in the playoffs. And that's the stage that matters most. So for anybody saying, oh, no, free pass. No, no, no. Like, let's sweep this under the rug. No, 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 no. This is the thing that matters most. And you have to state that accurately. That's all.
3: You're exactly right. I'm glad he brought up Kirk Cousins, who was 21 for 29 yesterday for 172 yards. Only one big play, the touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs as the Vikings go down 27-10. And I don't think anybody was surprised. I really don't because the 49ers not only were a better team, they proved to the world yesterday that this team is serious. They're a Super Bowl contender. They're going to play either Green Bay or Seattle, depending upon who wins that game this afternoon. But the 49ers, to me, could have— beat the the Vikings by more than that. They they were German, and they were a better team. They I mean the Vikings have nothing to cry about. They just lost to a better team.
6: Right. And look, if we're going to be critical of quarterbacks, look at Kirk Cousins where it was a terrible interception to mm-hmm. Richard Sherman and he just doesn't handle pressure well. Not meaning the big stage, the playoff stage. Certainly you can make that argument, but I mean pressure in his face, a pass rush. Right. He is just not good when he faces a good pass rush, he was sick, sacked six times yesterday. And I think that it isn't just a Kirk Cousins thing. I think the offense was horrible as a whole. The offense couldn't get it done. They couldn't run it at all. Dalvin Cook, who had 98 yards and two touchdowns against the Saints and was big in that game, he had 18 yards rushing on nine carries. It's, it's so they, they couldn't do anything. They couldn't stop the 49ers running game. So I think that was a collective breakdown on the Vikings' part... And certainly, Kirk Cousins has a lot to do with that. He's the $84 million man, and you need more from him, but you need more from the team as a whole, as well as how Yeah, like I would we talked
3: say. about in the first segment with, with the Ravens. You got to run the football in the playoffs so you're going home. And you talk about Dalvin Cook, 18 yards on nine carries. First of all, I don't know why he didn't give him the ball more, but he didn't prove anything when he had the ball. 18 yards? That's ridiculous. It's not going to work. And then you got that coach, Mike Zimmer, talking about the season, what we should look, take home. We weren't about that. Listen to the coach.
5: It's hard to discuss the whole entirety of the season. You know, there's so many ups and downs throughout of it, throughout the course of it. And uh, I know that I'm proud of this football team, the way they, they competed and worked and did all the things that they had to do throughout the course of this year. It's unfortunate that we didn't uh, play better today. So, you know, I don't know. You know, it's it's not a good day to
3: reminisce. Why is he talking about the season? We want to talk about the game, yesterday's game. You know, Forget about the season. Yeah, you got it to the playoffs. Don't give me the, the broad picture. Narrow, I want narrow, narrow casting. Tell me what happened yesterday and why. Why couldn't Dalvin Cook run the football? Tell me, Mike. What kind of an answer was that, really?
6: There's nothing wrong with that. You turned into grumpy Furman here on that I one. He's, of course, he's going to be looking at the season. Their season is over. So yeah. I completely appreciate what he's talking about, where they had a lot of highlights. They had a lot of lowlights. So as high as the highs were last week against the Saints winning in overtime, it was as low as the lows are. I don't have a problem with him looking at it from a season standpoint. That's, I don't of course, think that's the, the way he's going to be looking at it. season. I, I don't
3: know what the question was. I don't know who the media person was who asked that question, but I don't think that was the answer they were looking for. They, they I don't, don't wanna...
6: care what they were looking for. I have no problem what he was saying right there. I'll just say this, Andy. The 49ers, they, that game yesterday was like a Mayweather fight. You ever watch Floyd Mayweather fight? His fights are boring, but he's incredibly effective. That's the way the Niners were. And you don't have to be sexy. You can just turn around and hand the ball off and hand it off and hand it off and play good defense. That was not a sexy style of football, but it's not about sexy. It's about effective, and they were incredibly effective against the right. Vikings. Yesterday.
3: And you got to say that they got a real strong shot to win it all. The way they played yesterday? Absolutely. Tremendous. Tremendous. Yeah. They really are. All right. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. You want to get to us? We're here. We're here for the asking, really. 877 on fox is our phone number. 877-996-6369. Or better yet, at the NOE show, at the No show, at Andy Furman FSR. And of course, all of a sudden, we're talking Super Bowl. This team is a Super Bowl choice. But first, to our Super Bowler himself, he's super. Brian Fenley for the latest.
8: Thank you so much, hey. guys. And I, hey, I know the Bengals are not the Super. Super Bowl choice Stop for it. sure. Uh, Lamar Jackson uh, starring in the regular season and barfing in the playoffs.
0: Blitz coming, Jackson firing, intercepted. Vaccaro picks it up in front of Boykin.
8: Mike Keith on the Titans radio network. Jackson, three turnovers as the Ravens nosedive to the Titans, 28-12. Jackson now 0-2 in the postseason. He is 19-13 in the regular season, and this Tennessee miraculous run continues and they will await intently the winner of Sunday's game between the Chiefs and the Texans. Earlier on Saturday in the NFC Divisional Round, the 49ers defense manipulates and manhandles the Vikings 27 Seven to ten. San Francisco sacked Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins six times. And after the game, Minnesota head coach Mike Zimmer, with his trademark raspy voice, hailing the Niners. D.
5: It's all so cliche, but I think you know they they played very well. I thought they got off blocks well. I thought they did a nice job of uh, disrupting the passing game as well. And so um, you know, I think that that all those entered into it.
8: San Francisco will host the winner of Sunday's Seahawks-Packers game. In the NBA, Milwaukee claiming the best record in the league, 35-6, after they were able to tattoo the Trailblazers 122-101. Giannis had 32 points and 17 rebounds. No LeBron James, no Anthony Davis. They were both sidelined, but the Lakers improve with an eight game winning streak as they devour the Thunder 125 110 Kyle Kuzma 36 points and great news there's a quick way you could save money switch to Geico go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15 percent or more on car insurance and now we send it back to Andy Furman and Brian No, the best run pass option the game has.
3: Thank you so much. We'll see you in about an hour. And the key to their recent success, we'll tell you that in just about a minute. He is Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. And welcome back, everybody, to the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easy. And, of course, we go to the Bronx in less than 10 minutes for Bronx Talk Radio. And I got to ask you, B, uh, I'm listening to Zimmer, Mike Zimmer, the coach of Minnesota, the Vikings. He's kind of like the, the exact opposite of Ed Orgeron of LSU as far as his voice is concerned. You know, Orgeron's like that wrestler. <laughs> and Zim, right? I mean, the two they ends of the spectrum over there. Is that correct? Or may, or may, yeah, it's probably
6: the, accurate. Uh, Zim yeah. sounds like, you know, he's got to clear his voice, I guess, a little bit. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And Coach O is, oh, yeah, he's... Uh, I love him. Go Tigers. You know, very much him. from the... Yeah, you're right. Voices sound a lot different, yes.
3: There you go. All right. Now we got the Texans today at the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know what the weather forecast is. I know they had some snow on Kansas City several days ago. Chiefs are 12-4, and 4, Texans 11-5. and 5. And some may say that this game is somewhat of a rematch because they met back in week six also on Kansas City. The Texans, in fact, won that game 31-24. However... However, and it's a big, however, here the Chiefs were missing five starters, and Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs' quarterback, still had those ankle problems. So I would say this: it's a different ball game today.
6: Yeah, it's definitely a different ball game today. But it's not all benefiting the Chiefs, as you well know. Juan, Juan Thornhill, their safety, tore his ACL in Week 17, so he's out, and he was having a very good rookie season. Was second round rookie out of Virginia, Mm -hmm. and so they've got to mask that deficiency, and uh, we'll see if they can do that. This is a really interesting matchup, Andy, because the Texans are so utterly goofy. When they're on, they can take down anybody in the NFL, and when they're off, they can practically lose to anybody in the NFL. So which Titans team shows up today, we'll have to wait and see, and that, that groin injury... With Will Fuller, and he wasn't able to play last week against the Bills, he's a big part of their offense. Deshaun Watson's passer rating skyrockets by about 15 points when Will Fuller is on the field compared to when Will Fuller isn't. So if he can go and if he can be the normal weapon that he, he is, that's going to be big for the, te- the, the Texans today.
3: You know, all you have to know about the Texans is you look at the last several weeks of the schedule. They played Tennessee two out of the three last weeks. In between that, there was a Tampa Bay game. They won at Tennessee by three. Then they go at home, and they lose. They get blown out after 35-14. Yeah, 35, they play 14. anybody. Right, play I understand it. But dudes. again, this is an up-and-down team. You just don't know what you're going to get. But as far as the Chiefs are concerned, over their last six games, they've allowed just 11.5 points per game. That's a Brian No stat. And the key, I guess they claim now, is their new defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnola, uh, because now he's got a different scheme and the secondary play. We'll see what happens over there. But you mentioned, it, and that's a key, losing uh, that guy with the torn— with was it uh, Thornhill? Thornhill's yeah. out with the torn ACL. So that's a big loss. It really is.
6: Yeah, and if you look at the Chiefs down the stretch, their defense was much, much better. But you look at some of the teams that they played, It's like right. the Bears, the Raiders, the Chargers. Denver. I don't yeah. know. The Patriots who faltered down the stretch. So, I mean, they played better, but this is a tougher test against a Texans offense. And mixed with Thornhill being down for the season, we'll we'll just see how it goes. But you point out the Texans. Look at some of their duds this year. They got clobbered at home against the Carolina Panthers early in the season. They got blown out by the Ravens, forty-one to seven. They were losing to the Broncos in December, thirty-eight to three at home. Right. So it's just this weird range. It's crazy. And they come back and they beat the Patriots.
3: And then they beat the Patriots, too. So you don't, you don't know what you're going to get on any given day with this team. It really is crazy. The Chiefs, though, they haven't lost since the 10th of November. And I, and I want to hear now if the announcers are going to talk about if the Chiefs play sloppy today, is it going to be rust? Because that was the excuse they gave with Baltimore. 20 games off. It's rust. D- please. I don't know, you know what you s-
6: heard last night, Andy, but I'm listening to Ian Eagle and Dan Fouts at the end of the game. And Ian Eagle's like, yeah, this team, they didn't play their main guys in week 17, and they were off last week, and it's that rust, you know, versus rest argument. And he was like... he didn't blow it out of proportion. I no. thought they handled it fine. They weren't like, oh, it's else. a rusty team. Shame on John no, Harbaugh. Right. Should have played his guys in Week 17. It wasn't anything like
3: that. No, you're exactly – I tell you what, I want to get some coolers because I, I really like Iron Eagle. I really do. Growing up as a kid in New York City, he did sports updates on WCBS radio 880 AM, okay? And I, not only that, he's a calming influence. He doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. He gives you what you need to get. That's it. Gives you the facts. Doesn't go crazy. Some of these guys, you know, you, you break into a sweat listening to these guys with the yelling and the screaming. He's great, you know. He's almost like good background noise. You know what I'm saying? I really like Iron Eagle. He's good, calming. He tells you what you need to know.
6: And he you, gets excitable too. It's not like he's. But he doesn't go through the roof. It's
3: not. It's not crazy like some of these guys. I
6: have no you problem know? with crazy yelling broadcasters, though. Really? When you're calling I, a game, I think it's awesome. So I love Gus Johnson. You anti Gus?
3: No, I, I think there's a point in time when you got to – everything is not through the roof. You know, I mean, look, I, I like basketball. I watch basketball on TV, and, and Bill Raftery to me is my favorite. He doesn't go crazy, but he's entertaining. There's a difference between going crazy for the sake of yelling and screaming or being entertaining. Bill Raftery is entertaining and educational at the same time. He's you the tell best. Me you
6: don't want to hear your broadcaster go nuts like Bill O'Brien did, the Texans head coach on the fan that said, you suck. <laughs> Did you hear that? Where he's yeah, dropping yeah, f bombs, yeah, mf yeah, bombs, and all? Yeah, you don't want your broadcaster to sound like Bill O'Brien.
3: At times, there's a place and, and a time for it, okay, but not on every play. Every play is not okay. the, the end all, right? And by the way, we have a weather forecast here in Kansas City. Uh, and let me see, is that is that from uh, from our guy? Maybe some
6: snow today. According to National
3: Weather Service, a chance of snow between noon and 2, that's I guess eastern time, then a slight chance of drizzle after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 37, southeast wind 6 to 11 miles an hour, chance of precipitation 20%. So it's going to be cold, but it may not affect— That's way detailed right there. Well, that's, that's the way we roll here. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I don't think it'll affect things too badly. Really, I mean, the running game will be okay, and the passing game shouldn't be too affected. Is the wind coming from the southwest or the northeast? Let's ask Vinay. He would know. Vinay, I think it's a southeast wind. says win. southeast. Southeast <laughs> wind, yeah. That's All big,
6: because right. if it was yeah. northwest, that changes everything. It does? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I
3: don't know. Huge. Well, it, it depends what side of the field and where the, the stadium no, is going. I'm kidding located. you. The, oh. We're going to be fine.
6: All right. Okay. So we're going to yeah. tee it up. It's going to be all right.
3: Right. I mean, weather won't be a fact. It'll be cold, but that's okay. I, I don't think it'll affect It's going to be a blood
6: moon, whatever. Remember that last year? There was oh, a the blood, blood moon, yes. Moon yes. Something going yes. on. That's not Houston. a thing
3: this year, right? And I'm looking at the Vegas odds on this game. Houston, the Texans are getting nine and a half. That's yeah, sometimes tempting. it fluctuates up to 10. That's tempting, though, like a isn't lot it, of points, for you, Mr. Right? No? Are you tempted with that?
6: I would take the Titans with the points. They're goofy enough. That's the weird thing. You mean I the can't Texans. feel great either way because they're goofy enough to get blown out. They're goofy enough to hang around and challenge for the win. So I think 10 points is a, a lot right a there. It's a lot of
3: points. I would take the points in, in that one. Yeah, yeah, I know you would. Are you going to do that in those picks? You, you have to wait and me. find
6: out, Andy. Well, okay. I'm not
3: going anywhere. I'm not going okay, anywhere. Okay, there right. you go. We'll move along. <laughs> right. End of the show.
6: I'll either make it official or go with three other bets.
3: All right, and I can't wait. Now there was a blood moon yesterday. Did you know yesterday, that? Yesterday?
6: You kidding me? I was just goofing around.
3: There was a. You know what? Look, if you want something, and any aspect of life, education, yeah. Agriculture, weather, science, <laughs> mathematics—we have it here. Vinay is the man. Really, he's like the answer man. And he said there was a blood moon yesterday. How do you like that?
6: That's hats off to Vinay. He's that the best. Is an Awesome, get. But by I don't want to give
3: him too many kudos and credits because someone's going to hear him, and before you know it, he'll be out of here. He'll leave. You know, what that's I'm saying? the
6: way it goes. Yeah, I know.
3: I know. What could you do? Brian, no, Andy Furman, and you call it the Bronx. We call it. Loserville. Bronx Talk Radio is freaking next.
2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.
9: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
3: Bronx Talk Radio coming right up about 11 minutes before the top of the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. By the way, you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people, millions, he said, are a year of getting their cash back match. Discover cashback Match. What are you waiting for? Learn more where at discover.com slash match. Let's go to the Bronx.
2: Guys. It's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the irrationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. You're here. something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio, hosted by the great
6: Chris P.
0: Well, we already got one freaking judge in town. Now it's time for another. This is Bronx Talk Radio, welcoming in Joe Judge to the to the New York freaking Giants. Who? J- Joe freaking Judge, what do you think I said? It's not a rough name. He says he wants to make the t- the team blue-collar. He says it's for the people in North Jersey and South Jersey to come to our games. The players, they're all the same attitude when they wake up in the morning and go to
6: work. What do you think about that? Of course he wants that. Every coach wants something like that. He didn't say anything that nobody else you know, everybody else does the same freaking thing over here. Of course they're going to win a hardworking, tough-minded team over there. It doesn't matter Jay what Bronx. he says. It's they all about what he does. They better make a blue
3: collar. The color of the football giants is blue. That's true. That's, That's very it, important. If he was coaching Green Base, so wouldn't have a green collar, right? Or green teeth or whatever, right? Well, it's this guy better
6: be team. legit. But I'm telling you, they pluck a dude who's never been a coordinator. He's been a special teams guy and a wide receiver coach right. over there. What? If this that's guy falters, the Giants are going to look like a bunch of dummies.
3: The only They'll reason look he got like the dummies. job is because he coached for Bill Belichick, and that's why. If and he was Saban. coaching.
6: And Sabin
0: over and there. And
3: If he was coaching Cincinnati, he could be the equipment man for the Giants.
0: Listen to you. It's always Cincinnati with you. Let's well, because go.
3: they stink. They're the worst in yeah, the league. How's that?
0: News 11. Speaking of stinking uh. blue collar and other scams, let's go to the New York Knicks. Uh. So the Knicks gave away. A thousand dollars. us to Uh, talk about the Knicks. Half court shots. We're talking about half court shots here, Brian. No, Uh, so over in Los Angeles, you got the Los Angeles Lakers give away a hundred thousand dollars for a guy who hits a half court shot. The Knicks give away a thousand (laughs) dollars in lottery scratches. (laughs) That is weak. In lottery scratches, (laughs) Brian. No, you're the gambler. Do you like this?
6: That is trash over there. You kidding Thank me? You. Your professional organization act like what a thousand bucks in scratch-off tickets for it and a half-court shot?
3: You I don't know. Me? I think you know that's how stupid that they would be better off giving the guy a thousand-dollar check for groceries at a, at, a, at a at a store than that. <laughs> so that's my, like the worst. Here's my
0: real question: to You Fox Sports and not a Bronx guy, Jonas Knox, degenerate freaking gambler. Do you think he would want the lottery scratches? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that he hooks you
6: guys up around Christmas. Yeah, I got time. about like
0: ten dollars over Christmas from those things.
6: Yeah, gets really? his co-workers scratch off tickets, which I think is a nice touch, but that's good for Jonas Knox. He's not the New York freaking Knicks. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> he's got
0: to, he's the not Knicks Jimmy gotta do Dolan, better
3: than Jonas. He, he's not Jimmy Dolan who owns the lottery, really. He
0: owns owns Madison owns everything,
3: yeah. He owns well, the forum too.
0: Well, let's go over little, – little stay in the NBA here. Let's go over to Cleveland Cavaliers. We just talked about him last week, but yeah. uh, John line's in trouble. He said he – came out, called some players thugs. He says, oh. no, I actually said it was slugs because they're slow. Do you believe him? He's You'll full say, of it. He's, he's full, full of, of it. it. He says he's full of it. Okay. No, I
6: actually believe him here. You can tell the context if he was no, meaning no. to disrespect him that way. I think it's a slip of the tongue. And I can't believe how big this story got. Good Lord. Good it's all lunch. over the freaking place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. It is he, a big story. Can't even, you
3: kind of he fuck. was
6: trying to compliment them and say we were sluggish earlier and he screwed it up. Of all things to <laughs> screw up, that's pretty much at the top all of right. the list right there. Okay,
3: <laughs> be over and under, this B line make it to the end of the season?
6: Yeah, he makes it there, but they don't like him
0: over there. Real quick, real quick, 30 seconds. I need to get to this story from Las Vegas. This is a New York story in a way. This guy definitely came from, I'm going to call it right now, this guy came from the Genovese family, (laughs) retired it out. 93-year-old man shoots his apartment manager in both kneecaps. The guy survives and walks it off. But why'd he shoot him in both kneecaps? Because he wouldn't repair water damage to his freaking apartment. This is the right way
6: to resolve an argument with your landlord, people don't you think? People are freaking nuts these days. What is wrong with them? You don't shoot people because of the water. Yeah, you, you do. You left
3: out the best part of the story. Did the water get fixed?
2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.
3: Were you surprised? Well, that's coming right up. But right now, it's time to say, wake up, America! Whoa.
6: What is it with uh, our two?
3: Still sl- I don't know what that was, but... That should get you up, really. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. Brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com. Why? For a free rate quote. That's why. Now, without further ado, my friend, my partner, the brains of the outfit. He is truly the hardest working man in show business today. I could prove it. If you don't believe me, call me. I'll call him. He'll tell you. Right now, my guy, Mr. Brian O. Hello, B.
6: Glad to be here with you, Andy Furman. I don't know what is up with our our cockadoodle do sound effect in hour two. I don't know what's going on with Chris over there. Sometimes he's he one of your busts out. Bars. I don't know what that is. Saber tooth. What is that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing over there. What's going on? Hmm. I don't know.
3: I don't know either. You
6: it's not good that. enough for a divisional Sunday, divisional playoffs over here. What a day! We need the cockadoodle do to get everybody up.
3: You know, and I, honestly, the question I had coming into this, were you surprised? I don't, I don't think anybody was surprised with that 49er win over the Vikings, but certainly 49ers were a better team. But the way the Titans basically rolled the Ravens, and the Ravens were stymied, really. I mean, the running game was basically non existent. Uh, and everything Lamar Jackson no, did during no, the season. No, that's false, Andy.
6: Goodness, they they rushed for 185 yards. Yeah, but it didn't that's do not anything. not a non-existent running game. But,
3: but it didn't do anything. That's what I'm saying. It, did, it didn't get them in the end zone. I mean, they, they, were, they were just – look, when you have fourth and one twice and not make it, their running game was stopped. That, to me, stopped their running game. You could run They're, all day long. Right,
6: you can – look, those were a couple of huge plays. Fourth and one, short yardage, tight Tremendous plays. Tremendous plays. Yeah, but that doesn't mean their running game wasn't working all evening. That's if it was all.
3: working, they would have won. I mean, you want to throw stats at me? Yeah, sure. Andy, I saw the numbers Andy. and they ran. I, you said
6: look, I, they didn't have a running game. I told you they rushed for 185 yards. Yeah, and you're throwing true. stats that's in my face. What, what that's did the all. running like, game do?
3: They, they ran what, between well, okay, the twenties. if I
6: say, if I say, man, the Titans' passing game was unbelievable last night. How would you combat that? You would say Ryan Tannehill threw for 88 seven yards. For 14. What are you talking about?
3: He was 7 for 14 for 88 yards. Right, exactly.
6: And and I'd be like, spare me your stats over here.
3: Really? No, that's the way you would
6: combat an argument that isn't true.
3: Okay, all right, you got me. All right, I I, I give up. My hands are up. You you beat me. But I'm just saying that the way you just beat me is the way the Titans beat the Ravens yesterday. It really was. (laughs) And I I think people were shocked. I mean, I don't know what the line was going into that game. I hadn't noticed prior to the game. Do you know how many points? Right around 10. They said, that's a lot. That's, I, a, that's lot a lot points. of points. It really is. And to 12 points, I mean, that's weak. It really is. I just – and the game was in Baltimore. And really, if you watched that game, it was really a pleasure to watch it on TV because you didn't hear the craziness of the, of the fans in the stands. They were silenced. It was like going to a library. It was like a morgue. It really was.
6: Well, it was just a bad performance by the Ravens. And I said it last night, and this was around the fourth quarter – Um, and there's still plenty of time left. I said, this is one of the most disappointing playoff performances ever by the Ravens. And that's not hyperbole. Andy, this is a team that won 12 games in a row. Mm -hmm. They were crushing people. Remember that game against the Rams? They won 45 to six and the Rams were a borderline playoff team. They were crushing teams. So and Lamar Jackson was unbelievable throughout the entire season until yes, the playoffs was. rolled around. But they were going up against a Titans team that was a sixth seed that barely got into the playoffs, Andy. Right. They, they weren't right. in going into week seventeen. There was a chance that they weren't going to be a playoff team. And they not only beat the Ravens, they smacked them around. Derrick Henry was unbelievable last night. So I give the Titans credit, certainly. But I also look at the Ravens and say that was one of the most disappointing playoff efforts ever, and that's not I'm taking kidding. it too far, going way over the top. That's the truth. That was one of the worst we've ever seen.
3: Well, I will tell you this much. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people, and you said they're going to say that uh, basically we're picking on Lamar Jackson, or making too much of a deal of it. Let me say this: that's they unreal. were the top Say
6: that you kidding me? He's the MVP.
3: I know they, they who were a the top-seeded team.
6: Unbelievable this year, and now it's turning into, "Hey, you guys are a little overly critical." No, we're no, saying we're not. he didn't get it done.
3: He That's didn't get it. it done, especially for a team. They were a the top-seeded team entering the playoffs, the best team in the NFL. They went fourteen and two, beating most of the top teams in the league this year. And look. They just didn't get it done yesterday. You mentioned Derrick Henry, and I was impressed, obviously, with what he did on the the field with 195 yards rushing, but more so with a touchdown pass, a jump pass that he threw. Take a listen to this.
0: Titans in the pistol. Mariota.
2: Now he
5: goes in motion. Direct snap. Derrick Henry throws it. Jump pass in the end zone. Touchdown, Titans! Henry to Corey Davis.
2: Oh, my goodness, that play is from the
3: 1800s. That's unbelievable. You know, when you have a play like that. It was a jump pass by Henry to Corey Davis, and look, he completed three throws and four attempts in his entire career. That, to me, and courtesy, obviously, of WGFX 104.5, the Titans Radio Network, that, to me, is like throwing a pie in their face. That's like really rubbing it in when you get those trick plays. And Vrabel, I mean, that's like taking out of the Bill Belichick book. It really is.
6: Well, it was a great play calls, great execution. Tebow-esque, right? It was a yeah. play a la yeah. Tebow with the jump pass at Florida. That wasn't on the, the scouting report <laughs> no. coming in. I was not expecting that one, but give Derrick Henry some credit, not only rushing for 195 yards, but throwing a touchdown pass as well. Crazy.
3: You know, I, I, I'm trying to figure it out, and I don't know where this burst of – Power or energy or great play has come from on Tennessee, but it certainly has come at the right time. And again, I can't figure it out because during the regular season, to me, they were like in the second tier of NFL teams. They really were.
6: Of course, they're a nine and seven I know. Snuck but what the happened? Playoffs. Was it well, Tannehill? They, I mean, they got their was... running game cranked up. They've just yeah. been feeding and feeding and feeding Derrick Henry. He's been magnificent. You also have to give a lot of credit to that offensive line yes. because the Ravens oftentimes had eight men in the box to slow down the running game, and they couldn't. So the Titans' old line just blowing them off the line of scrimmage. Derrick Henry doing his thing, running downhill. He's tough to bring down, and that's a, that's a winning formula. If you play good enough defense, get timely stops like they did the on two fourth-and-one occasions, and you're able to eat with Derrick Henry, yeah, you're going to give a lot of teams fits and they've done that two games into the playoffs so far for them.
3: Okay, so now they're going to play the winner of Kansas City Houston. And I got to believe in my heart of hearts it's probably going to be Kansas City. You know, Houston you just don't you don't have confidence in that team. You just don't. But I would well, say Well, they went that- into
6: Arrowhead yeah. and won earlier this year. So six, I wouldn't I be stunned at all yeah. if they win. They're a goofy team. If they play well, if they play like they're capable of playing, they can beat anybody. And you look at the Chiefs They've lost seven of their past eight home playoff games. And you could say, well, okay, but how many of those losses came with rosters that aren't even close to this one? True. But they lost last season in the playoffs. Like, that matters. It's been a house of horrors in their own crib over there in Arrowhead. Some of the losses, Andy, it's crazy. If you would have seen it in a movie, you'd be like, that's a little far-fetched. And it's happened to the Chiefs, with Mariona completing a pass to himself. Remember that? Yeah. When the Titans went in there and beat the Chiefs, Mariota threw a ball, got batted, he (laughs) caught it and ran it in for a touchdown. Weird stuff has happened to the Chiefs, particularly at home in the playoffs.
3: Well, James Palmer on Twitter tells us that not only will Deshaun Watson have wide receiver Will Fuller, he'll be back today with that groin injury. He's also been told that tight end Darren Fells with the hip and wide receiver Kenny Stills with his knee will also be activated for the Texans today, which is a big plus for them. Yeah, of course it is. Well, we'll see. I, look, I, I just I, I don't have a lot of confidence in the Texans. I really don't. But we'll see what happens there. But, you know, going back to the first game, the 49ers and, and the uh, Vikings, again, no real big surprises. But I will say this. I'm enjoying the playoffs and the playoff ball games a lot better this year than last year because of the different faces in the league. What do I mean by that? Derrick Henry, again, I mentioned this earlier. During the regular season, this guy led the league in rushing – He's like a no-name. No, no one saw him on TV. Tennessee's never on really national TV much. No one They're off Broadway, the Tennessee Titans. Now all of a sudden, he's on a big stage and people can see him, and I'm kind of happy with new faces and new teams in the playoffs this year.
6: Well, that's fine. Hey, man, I, I've harped on this for a long time. If you look at parity in the NFL, we're getting a steady dose of that in the playoffs thus far. Right. Who thought that the Vikings were going to head in and beat the Saints? Not many. And it happened. How many people thought that the Titans were going to waltz in to Baltimore and smack them around like that? Not many, but it happened. I think that is exciting. I think that's entertaining. When you turn on a ball game in the NFL playoffs and you're like, I got to watch this because I don't know who's going to win. And that's what you have. And I don't know why – Uh, There are a lot of people that take it the other way and say, oh, no, dominance is where it's at. Dom, when you just have a dominant team, that Goliath, oh, it's so much more interesting when you know what's going to happen before you watch it. How is that exciting? Give well, it me wasn't what's happening in the NFL playoffs all day right. over Goliath, who's just towering over everybody else and going to smack him around. That's not fun. It's not interesting.
3: I don't think it was exciting in the NBA when you knew basically when the season started in November, it was probably going to be Golden State and Cleveland come June. You, right. it, that's not exciting to me.
6: No, what's exciting is – Everybody who penciled in the Ravens and the Saints, I'm sure there are a lot of people that had that as their Super Bowl matchup, and they both were one and done. Get out of here! See right? ya. Adios, muchachos. You know.
3: Well, some people had the Patriots too, and they're gone.
6: I don't know who had the Patriots. You don't think Come so? On.
3: I think that. <laughs> <No>, I
6: think <laughs> the head was on the wall with them. But to this point, Andy, there weren't a lot of people that had them losing at home. To the Titans, and they right. did. So there have been a lot of surprises in the playoffs thus far. That and is I think exciting the, t- the t-
3: yeah, and the Titans win yesterday basically kind of puts another layer on their credibility factor because people could think, well, they beat the Patriots. Patriots are old. Brady's finished. No, this yeah. is a pretty good team. It gives them a little more credibility now.
6: Yeah, absolutely. It's a good point. It's a little bit like uh, you're going to make fun of me here because it's a Notre Dame. I would thought. never
3: do that to you.
6: Okay, well, thank you, Andy. That's nice. It's kind-hearted of you. Follow me on this one. Yes. It's like Notre Dame last season in the college football playoff. Clemson Mm -hmm. smacked them around, and it was like, oh, this Notre Dame team, they didn't belong there. They stink. They're awful. And then Clemson goes and smacks around Alabama by even more. And it was like, oh, interesting how that worked out. Maybe Clemson's just freaking good over here, right? right? So no, you're right. it's like that with the Titans. You're right. With them smacking around while well, beating the Patriots, there were many that were like, oh, Patriots are garbage. They're trash. Well, after they, the Titans smacked around the Ravens, I think you got to reevaluate that to some degree about them beating the Patriots, right?
3: You're exactly right. And i tell you what, though. If anybody doesn't agree with us, and that's fine. I could live with it, and you could yeah. live with it, but we have a forum here where we could have a discussion. It's called Twitter, and you could tweet us at The No Show, N-O-E Show, at Andy Furman FSR. We'll read it. We'll retweet it. We'll discuss it. Or you could get to us face-to-face at eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, 877 996 The lineup for this hour, bottom barrel betting. And I'm almost afraid to find out what I did, but we'll, we'll venture into that in this hour. Hour number three, Brian and no one knows pits but the question of the day would you do this we'll tell you in a minute that's next
2: you're listening to fox sports radio Radio. Radio.
9: i'm katia adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
3: The game the way it was supposed to be. That's right around the corner. 20 minutes past the hour. We call this Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. And do you want to hear something amazing? I'll tell you. Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting the cash back matched. Discover Cash Back Match. What are you waiting for? Learn more where? At discover.com slash cash back match. B, I got to ask you a favor. I got to ask you a favor. Did you, you see want the me tw- to send
6: you some apple cinnamon nutri-grain bars? No, I got No, no, you, no, no,
3: no, right? no, please, no. Can you read this tweet from Justin Buchanan that we just got? Because I'm going to stick my hand down my throat or stick a pencil in really? my it's eye. Really? It's a
6: joke. I like this joke. He says, Andy yeah. and Brian, I was going to tweet the show today with some truly compelling content, but I'm taking the day off due to load management.
3: I'm sick of that term. I'm sick of the term. I hate I'm the si- term as it's, well. But that's it's you know, ruining sports. a
6: joke over there, right? He made All it funny. Right. It's not bad. Okay. I like it.
3: Well, he's creative. Give bad. him an A-plus for being creative. But the point is, is that load management garbage is ruining sports. And may he rest in peace, David Stern. But believe me, if he was commissioner, they wouldn't have load management in the NBA now. That I. It can
6: would never you. be a problem to this extent. I know it started with the Spurs, and he was still around when that happened. But guess what? He fined the Spurs... More than they find, uh, the NFL fined the Patriots for a Deflate Gate, right? I think the Spurs were fined half a mil, and the Patriots were fined by the league two hundred and fifty thousand. Now Belichick got fined right. five hundred thousand. But right. think about that, Andy. David Stern fined the Spurs more. For their load management of their old dudes, remember when Duncan and company they weren't they stayed
3: playing? in San Antonio when they played a game in Miami. The entire f- was starting yeah. five stayed in San Antonio. I remember. Yeah,
6: that. Stern find them more than the NFL find the Patriots for Deflate Gate. So, like, sure, it started with David Stern, but there's zero chance it would have developed into the problem it is for the NBA under his watch. No chance uh, I'm whatsoever.
3: With, I'm with you right there. By the way. You know, the second game today, the uh, Seahawks 12 and 5 at the Green Bay Packers 13 and 3. And I'm sure there's snow there. And I say the game without you is supposed to be because outdoors, cold, snow. I love that. Ah, but the Packers off the public 12 bucks an hour to shovel the snow at Lambeau. Question I have right now, forget the game for a second. Would you Absolutely. bundle up with gloves yes. and a shovel? Yes. Do, prov- do they provide the shovel?
6: I would imagine they do. I don't think uh, yeah. it's like B-Y-O-S. <laughs> you know,
3: like, so, <laughs> right. so, maybe
6: there, I don't know. But I would imagine that they provide it. But yeah, Andy, heck yeah. We're getting ready for the divisional round of the playoffs. If I lived in that area or I was going to be there for the weekend to you know watch the game or even cover the game as a media guy, right. I would absolutely get out there and shovel some snow. At Lambeau, are you kidding me? I don't. Think I'd be out there for like five hours straight? But yeah, give me a shovel. I'm good for an hour okay. or two. 12 I'll bucks an it.
3: hour. 12 bucks an hour. They don't give you a ticket for the game, obviously. They just 12 bucks for an hour with a shovel and then go home and say, thank you very much. Is that it? They can't jack it up to like 18 bucks an hour. Why can't the team? <laughs> I don't get it. 12, 12 bucks an hour. That, that's peanuts for, for a professional football team to clear the stands.
6: Um. It, well, you got a lot of people. Think about that, Andy. Think how many people to clear an think? entire yeah. stadium. That's a lot. You know, that can add up pretty quickly. So 12 bucks. it's an honest wage for shoveling some snow. I would absolutely sign up for that. No
3: All doubt right. about it. Have you ever been to Lambo? Because that's on my bucket yeah. list. I, oh, you have? Yeah,
6: my Tell mom me. and I went there. It was oh, a handful wow. of years ago. It was on my birthday, actually, November 4th. And it's funny, Andy, because it turned out to be... Um, it was uh, it was supposed to be Jay Cutler. It was a Bears Packers game. It was supposed to be Jay Cutler against Aaron Rodgers. Right. Cutler was already out, so it was Josh McCown, and it was the game that Aaron Rodgers got knocked out in. Oh wow! So it turned out to be Josh McCown v seneca wallace (laughs) and we were there for that one but it was great man i absolutely loved it and then the next day we went back there and we toured the stadium that's really cool too if you're a big time nfl fan i highly suggest you do the lambo tour they take you all throughout the stadium they have their little hall of fame you can go right there where the lambo leap is take pictures all that stuff it was really really cool man but
3: it's all bleacher seating there's no basically chair back seats is that correct
6: yeah, but that I don't, don't, gosh, I can't remember an NFL game I went to that had, well, I guess there are a lot that have chair back seats now that yeah, I think about most it. Of yeah, them it's do. like old school yeah. bleachers. Maybe yeah. it's just because I'm used to it with Notre Dame Stadium. It was just benches over there right. at ND Stadium. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so some people bring those chair back things to sit on, yep. but basically yeah. it's, it's a bleacher thing, the entire thing. It's unbelievable, really. So today, 6 6.45 Eastern Time on Fox, you'll see a snow covered field, we think. The Seahawks, basically. They had the number four rushing attack in the league, but they lose basically all the rushing guys. Chris Carson's out. He's gone. He's a big loss for them, a 1,000-yard rusher. And against the Eagles last week, Marshawn Lynch and Travis Homer, their replacements, combined 17 carries, 91 rushing yards. And again, I'll go back to what I said early on. If you can't run the football in the playoffs, you're going home.
6: I, I think you're taking it too far, Andy. We know it's important to run the football but to make it sound like, hey, unless your running game is really on point, you have no chance whatsoever. I don't think that's the case. You know, some of these teams, they're running for a boatload of yardage. If you look at the Titans, yeah, if Derrick Henry goes off, there hasn't been one running back in NFL history that's rushed for at least 175 yards in two separate games. Derrick Henry is the only guy on that list in the history of the NFL. look
3: who he did it against. Yeah, so
6: he's doing something that's completely unprecedented. So I'm just saying this, Andy. We know it's important to run the football, but I don't think we should make it sound like unless you run it effectively, you are out. Look at the perfect example. You mentioned it. The Seahawks, they did nothing on the ground last week, completely and utterly shut down, and they ended up beating the Eagles, and that's why they're playing against the the Packers today.
3: Look who was playing. I mean, Carson Wentz was gone. He was out of the game.
6: Okay, but it still remains where you had Travis Homer and Marshawn Lynch. They combined for 19 yards on 27 carries. They did yeah. nothing on the ground last week, and yet they still won.
3: Right. But I, I still think Seattle needs a little more of a balance on their on their offensive side of the football to beat Green Bay, because Green Bay has it with Rodgers and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has been tremendous this year, and I'm looking at the Las Vegas odds on this game. Seattle's getting four. And you know what? I might take that four. I might take that four, although the game is in Green Bay, but still in all, I, I just – I have a lot of confidence in Seattle. I really do. And uh, I, I think Green Bay, top to bottom, may be stronger and healthier for sure, and they got Aaron Rodgers, but Seattle with four, that's not bad.
6: Maybe. it's To me,
3: it's two goofy
6: teams. If yeah. you look at the Packers – they had a tough time closing out the Redskins at Lambeau. They got completely blown out of the water on the road against the Chargers. Remember that game? They could do nothing in that game against the Chargers. So you have that end of the spectrum for the Packers, but they still they won 13 games.
3: Yeah, they sure did.
6: Won a lot of games, and the combination of Aaron Rodgers and Aaron game. Jones, like you pointed out, and so Darius Smith looked like Reggie White a couple of weeks ago against the Vikings on the road. Three and a half sacks by himself. So, which Packers team shows up? Right. And then, also by the same token, look at the Seahawks. They're goofy, too. They have a wide range of good play, which is an 11 win team, almost won the division. But lost came within a whisker of beating the Niners. They beat the Niners on the road. We know how right. talented they are. But yet, they lost at home. The Seahawks did to the Arizona Cardinals. Right. You know, so it's this weird range. So, both teams are completely goofy.
3: There's always a blemish on, on a team's schedule. Say, you scratch your head, like, how did this happen? And, and you look at the Packers, sure, 13 games, that's a hell of a year. It really is. But they got blown out when they played at San Francisco 37-8. Yes. That game was ugly, real ugly. But that wasn't indicative, but, I don't think, of the Green Bay Packers. But it's you look at this, those games.
6: Andy. It's You always say the styles make fights in yeah. boxing. Yeah. What's different about the Niners, they can really get after the the passer they can get after oh, the yeah. QB the Seahawks don't they don't they're one of the worst teams in terms of sack totals this season so they're not the Niners in terms of what got after Aaron Rodgers and what completely disrupted that offense that's not what the Seahawks do
3: exactly exactly and by the way the Seahawks I think only has something like 28 sacks all year long only one team recorded less sacks than them your team the Dolphins The Dolphins had less sacks than the Seattle Seahawks, which is an amazing statistic for a team that's been somewhat successful. Oh, they've
6: had a very good year, the Seahawks have. So it's a weird deal. Um, And they got after the Eagles last week. They had, what, six total sacks uh, right around there? But that's a lot of that's against Josh McCown, a backup.
3: Yeah. Well, I I don't know. I just – it's going to be – this will be a good game. Because you, you just don't know going in any each one each team could win. Like I watched that Minnesota game yesterday. I didn't think Minnesota had a chance. You know, Kirk Cousins is not gonna come back two weeks in a row and have a great game. He's not good on the big stage. And I just think that basically the forty nine ers were in fact man to man a better team than the Minnesota Vikings. Right now, I can't figure out what's gonna happen with Seattle and Green Bay. Again, will I take the four points? I think if I had to push comes to shove, I would, but the game is in Green Bay, and I think that's a little bit of an edge. I think the Packers may take them. And remember, Seattle plays at home in a dome. They may not be accustomed to that weather out there. It may, it's maybe a, a bit dome, factor.
6: Mandy, They're out in the open.
3: Well, it's kind of a, you know. No, it's, it's not. It's good. There's no, <laughs> they got to have a roof to be a dome well, is you know? Is there a roof there that they open the roof all the time? I don't know. What I'm do kind
6: of you know? thinking about this, too, because I was there uh, a year ago, and it was early in the season when they beat the Cowboys. Right. And uh I'm just thinking I was sitting there and I believe it was in the uh, in the Hawks Nest, right? I think it was okay. a like a bleacher seat. So yeah. now I'm thinking about the NFL stadiums I've been to. I'm I'm curious which ones have bleacher seating like uh Lambo. I At don't least think many I was in it was a, a bleacher seat as far as I remember.
3: I think that the Dog Pound must be bleacher seating in Cleveland. I think it is.
6: I don't not know, man. I don't know. It might be sections. It. I thought they were like seatbacks. I thought they were. And an where those lunatics, yeah. Think sit about in, those Baker Mayfield commercials where they're sitting there. Yeah. Some of the stadium, most of it, if not all, is seatback.
3: And, and those lunatics in Oakland, where they where they go dress up like like crazy people, like uh, I I don't know. I that that may be seatbacks. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Shit someone could tell us. On I, that. I, I never did a study on seatbacks as opposed to bleacher seating, but yeah. we'll see.
6: Vinay, he told us it was a blood moon. Maybe he can tell us this as well. Yeah,
3: yeah. Brian no. Andy Furman, Fox Football Sunday. They're both at the top of their games, and so is Brian Fenley, who has the <laughs> latest. He's next.
8: Well, thank you so much, Andy. And you were talking about dog pounds. As my You being my father, I feel like you adopted me from a dog pound.
0: Oh, yes, Daddy. Uh,
8: <laughs>
3: Oh, okay.
8: The Yeah, uh, the Titans spook the AFC number 1 seed, the Ravens 28 to 12 on Saturday in the AFC Divisional Round. Tennessee baited the Baltimore quarterback Lamar Jackson into turning it over three times and Ravens head coach John Harbaugh after the game was asked if the team's sluggish play stemmed from the extra time between games.
5: I think it's unanswerable. I thought our guys practiced really hard and did the best they could, uh, but we didn't play a sharp football game for sure. What you attribute that to, I guess you can theorize on a lot of different things.
8: The Titans will play the winner of Sunday's matchup between the Texans and the Chiefs, and according to NFL Network, you will have a Will Fuller, wide receiver for Houston, playing along with tight end Darren Fells, wide receiver Kenny Stills, all dealing with injuries. They are all active for this game. NFC Divisional round from Saturday. The 49ers defense strangles the Vikings and San Fran wins it convincingly 27-10. to The Niners had six sacks, held the Vikes to 147 yards of offense. San Francisco's defensive back Richard Sherman had a pick and after the game said, quote, people keep disrespecting us, at the end of the day, all you can do is just go out and execute. Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers quarterback, lauding his team's defensive play.
6: Thank <laughs> you. That was huge, yeah. I didn't actually get to see it. Made the play. It's that complimentary football that I've said it before up here. But that one, I mean coming off the uh the special teams one with Raheem when he got that one too. It was just all three units are playing together like that. It, it makes it tough to beat. And so
8: the 49ers will host either the Packers or the Seahawks, and those two will get it on later today. And great news there's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico, go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. We'll be back with Andy Furman and Brian No, in just a second, but first a word from our friends at Farmers. Bundle
1: home and auto with Farmers Insurance and you could save an average of 20%. We know a thing or two about how to save a buck or two. Call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today.
3: We are Farmers.
9: Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
8: Back to Annie Furman and Brian No.
3: Thank you so much. We'll see you in about an hour. It's experience versus explosiveness. We'll get to that in just about a minute. He's Brian Ngo. I'm Andy Furman. It's Fox Football Sunday. We've crossed the 50-yard line on this show, and away we go. We want to welcome everybody back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And, of course, in less than 10 minutes, we will have bottom-barrel betting. And if I may be, if I may, I'd like to talk about what I heard from uh, our good friend Brian Fenley, the John Harbaugh quote your son.
6: It's, it's just not a good well, friend. I don't, I don't like son to mention well. that in
3: public, really. It's, it's embarrassing. It really is. But it's OK. Uh, John Harbaugh. It's very difficult for me to criticize a sounder here because I don't know the, the entire context of what he was asked, but he didn't give any credit whatsoever to Tennessee in that loss. And that's OK. That's okay. And in the same token, I remember what happened yesterday and Roy Williams, the coach of North Carolina basketball, after losing to Clemson in overtime, breaking a 0-59 record. Clemson had not beaten them in 59 straight games. Roy Williams comes to the podium and says to the AD, Bubba Cunningham, "He might as well fire me because it was my fault. It was on me. I love that. I love that. And I don't want to see Roy Williams get fired, and I like Roy Williams, but at least own it. Own it, you know, and, well, and would join, you know? That's that's just my thing.
6: I understand what you're saying. We're going back to here's another example. Remember when Ohio State lost to Clemson, yes, in the college football semifinal, yes, and you and I were on the same page. We're in the same foxhole over there on that one, Andy. Where. You heard Ryan Day, you heard the AD, Gene Smith, and it was, oh, the calls didn't go our way, and right, oh, the right. calls, the calls, the calls. There wasn't anything about, hey, take your hat off to Clemson. They exactly. came back from a 16 nothing deficit so and good. made enough plays to win the game. At some point, you got to give your opponent credit. The thing with John Harbaugh, and I didn't hear his entire press conference, I'd be shocked if he didn't give the Titans credit. Uh, that, that's why I,
3: I prefaced that by saying, look, I, it was just one sound bite, and I don't know the entire context of it. And he, he probably did. Most coaches do. Ryan Day was sour grapes, and that was ugly. Because yeah. Clemson was, good. I, I, I get it. You're upset. It's a spur of the moment. You, the heat there. I, I get all that. But you got to have some sort of self control and, and be a better person and take the high road. You got to well, take the high road sometimes.
6: I just think when it comes to questioning, officiating in particular, and getting the hot tub time machine just for a second here to make the point is all right. when you go back to that semifinal game when Ohio State lost to Clemson and there was a clear fumble clear recovery by Ohio State and a clear touchdown and the call was reversed which was insane to me but if you are going to point that out if you're the head coach Ryan Day if you're the AD Gene Smith whoever you need to follow that up every time with but take your head off to Clemson They did a lot of things right to earn this victory. It wasn't just the officiating. I think it's in particular when you're calling out the officiating, it sounds like you aren't giving the other team any credit whatsoever if you don't point them out while you're crapping about the officiating, you know?
3: Right. I'm I'm with you. We're in the same foxhole again. And you know what? though, I don't like it. I don't but like I being do, in a foxhole with you.
6: you. You should like it because I got ad- apple cinnamon Nutri-Grain bars, and I'm That's not opposed I to like sharing it. those things, you know? All right. Thank but you But with John much. Harbaugh, I'll say this real fast, Andy, is when John Harbaugh – I thought that was an interesting bite played by your son, Brian Fenley, where he was like, hey, we basically rested our main guns in week 17. Is it partially a reason why we looked rusty after the bye Could week be. last week? So we have – essentially we didn't play in three weeks – Did it attribute to us not being incredibly sharp? And he was like, maybe. I don't know, but it's possible. I thought that was an understandable answer.
3: But you know what, though? I'll go back to this statement, and I'll say this. According to that moronic logic, you know, then teams should not do well in the NFL until the second, third, or fourth week of the season because preseason, they never play the regular guys. Think about that. Right? Preseason, you got four games, four weeks. They never play. Regulars play, well, maybe a quarter, if at most. And the fourth preseason game, they never play. So according right. to that there logic... Are, there are some that, teams he, he,
6: that don't hit the ground running. Well, and they aren't executing very well.
3: Right. So, but there's so no it's pre-season? the same
6: concept when it comes to the Ravens. He just said maybe. Look, we've been firing on all cylinders all season long. And then we come out against the Titans... We can't get out of our own way for a large portion of the game. So if somebody says maybe there's a rust factor there, it's possible. Certainly it makes some sense that it could have attributed to the Ravens' performance last night. But I think at the same time, you got to take your hat off to the Titans. They played very good defense, especially on fourth and one, getting two key stops. But the rust factor, yeah, there could have been something to it. Now, if you take that... A step further, Andy. Do you want to play Lamar Jackson in week 17? No. What do you think people are going to be saying if he gets hurt? Right? So, what are you yeah, doing? What, you're what out do of you your do? mind. Exactly. It's a meaningless yeah. game. You're damned so if you do, you're and so and so damned. So
3: if you don't. And look, and, and, I'll, and I'll go one step further. The rust factor is a factor. I mean, you're right. Ian, Ian Eagle mentioned it. They didn't dwell on it, but they mentioned it because you saw timing was off. You saw a lot of drops. A lot of drops yeah. yesterday. And, yep. and maybe that's timing. Maybe it's Tennessee, pressure, or maybe it's just timing. I just don't see these guys. Well, You have fourth and one twice and don't, and don't convert. Yeah. That's And ridiculous. I also think
6: this, Andy, I think that it's the Ravens, they're not used to playing from behind like that, right. So it's right. not just a rust factor is and it's not look, it's not to say that Lamar Jackson is incapable leading his team back from a deficit. That's not what I'm saying at all. but it's uncharted territory for most of this season for the Ravens. I look at Super Bowl 42. remember that between the Patriots and the Giants? Yes. The Giants played in close games one after another after another after another that season. The Patriots didn't. They had a couple of close games. Mostly they're blowing teams out of the water. So when it came time for another close game, the Giants were more comfortable. They were more familiar with that type of game. And so for the Ravens, they are unfamiliar playing from behind that way. And I think it showed.
3: Bingo. You're a thousand percent correct. And you know what? When a team is used to rolling over opponents and not playing from behind, they get that tight butt and you could see it. There was like pressure. No, really. There was pressure. And you saw Lamar Jackson. And even Ian Eagle was saying this. He was trying to do too much, trying to do a little bit too much.
6: Yeah, I think so, too. I think that you start pressing. Look, you see this with teams over the course of a season where they have high expectations. The Browns, the Chargers, high expectations. They lose a few games. They start pressing, pressing. It just gets worse and worse and worse. And you saw that in a single game last night with the Ravens, certainly.
3: And you know what? You have to excuse me because I'm not used to that because I never see my home team play from ahead. They're always playing from behind in the <laughs> Bengals. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know what that's all about, believe me. So I'm glad you enlightened me with that. And I want to thank Joe Strecker on Twitter. Joe said that John Harbaugh congratulated Tennessee in the very first minute of the press conference. I'm sure thank he you. would.
6: I would, Like thank I said, you. I would be shocked if he didn't give any credit thank whatsoever you, JS. to the Titans. Yeah.
3: Thank you, And I, I appreciate it. Because look, again, and I, I preface that by saying I, I, I would think he would have, and that's why it's almost not fair because we chop up these sound bites and we just take what we want and we use them, and that's okay. But you know, sometimes you got to look at the big picture, and, and he did that. Look, by the way, Bread Bulk, Bread Bulk on Twitter, the dog pound is bleacher seating, but the rest of First Energy Stadium is seat back. And that's why, because they're afraid those people in the dog pound will probably take the seats home with them. No, that, that, no, there's
6: good, hardworking people over there. They're passionate, a little crazy. They're eating dog biscuits over there. But yeah, yeah. okay, great, good to know. I I knew it was seat back for most of the stadium. Good to know that the dog pound is uh, as believed by Brett to be
3: uh, just. And and I want to give kudos once again to our guy, Vinay. Listen to this. He's telling me he can't find the list of which teams have bleacher seating. God bless him for even trying. God bless! Have you tried to find a, a freaking list of teams that have bleachers seating? But I got to go back to uh, what you said about eating the dog biscuits and the dog pound. Yeah. H- have you tried that? Because the Nutrigrain bars that you have to me were in the same league. They're in the same family. Oh of wait food. a minute! Wait a minute! No. You're
6: selling them short, Andy. Those Nutrigrain bars are amazing. But no, I have not tried a dog biscuit. That's one of the stadiums I have yet to go to. I've been to 25 different wow. NFL stadiums. I still have seven to go to. Obviously. Um, and the, the dog pound, going to a Cleveland game, is one of those stadiums. If I go there, I, a, a guy next to me has some dog biscuits. Heck, yeah. A, a dog okay, biscuit. quick question. Kidding
3: the seven me? the seven you haven't been to, Cleveland you haven't been to, I'm sure you haven't been to Cincinnati.
6: I've been there. I actually got oh, really? sick at the Cincinnati game.
3: Yeah. Oh, wow. well, I'll tell you that story do. at the oh. top
6: of the next hour, Andy.
3: Okay, a lot of people get sick at Cincinnati games, so <laughs> you're not alone. That's for sure. Remind we me. I got
6: a quick story to share with I'm gonna you I'm going to write it down
3: that. with a little note. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. It's a New Year's Eve celebration every day of the year. We call it Bottom Barrel Betting, and it's all yours next.
9: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico,
3: Bottom barrel betting coming right up about 10 minutes before the top of the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noem, Andy Furman. And by the way, you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earned at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover Cashback Match. What are you waiting for? Learn more where at discover.com slash match. Let's do it! Is that the thing for me? It's
0: bottom.
9: Oh, no, you thought you was lame. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep.
3: Yes, it is. And here he is, the host with the most, Vinay! Hey, good morning, gentlemen.
7: How are we today? Hey, Vinay. Hey, Vinay. doing great, Vinay. How are you doing, Bud? Oh, I'm doing well. Uh, you know, you, Brian, might not be doing so great after I tell you the what? records from last. Wait a week. minute. Wait a minute. We were
6: all doing great. There was pleasantries
7: being exchanged, yes. and now we got yes. bad news. Yeah. Huh? Would, well, would yeah. you rather have the bad news and then the pleasantries? So no, we do the bad way. news. Yeah. Let's hear it. So we got the bad news uh, here. Andy wins last week.
3: No, wait. Time out for yeah. a second. Rather than saying, Brian, we got bad news, why can't you come out and say, Andy, I got good news for you? Why can't you keep it upbeat? No. It's always, Brian, this, Brian, Because that.
6: this destroys the normal order of things. It's been three months since you had a win in bottom I don't think barrel
7: it batting. It's been a
3: while. It's been a while, yes. <laughs>
7: All right. Andy went three and two, Brian, one and four. Got a couple of minutes here. We'll get Whoa. right to this week's picks. All right. All Deshaun right. Watson, he's going up against the Chiefs. Over yes. under of 295 and a half yards. What do you
3: think? What is that Includes passing and rushing? Passing yards. I'm sorry. Passing oh, pass. yards. Okay, be specific here. I'm the champ. I want to correct. Uh, <laughs> I say under.
6: That's a tough line. I'm going over. I think Deshaun's special today. Wow. Will Fuller's back. Give me the over.
7: Wow. All right. Speaking of uh, Texans wide receivers, Kenny Stills over under of number of catches, three and a half. What do you guys think? Go B. I'm going over.
3: I'm going under. I think he's not going to play the whole game. I think he's going to get hurt.
7: All right, we move on to uh, the other side of the ball. The Chiefs (laughs) running back LaShawn McCoy over under of 35.5 rushing yards total against the Texans.
3: Over. over.
6: Yeah, it's a tough one. I go under. He's been in the doghouse. Over. You know, I don't know how many carries he's going to get. I'm taking the under.
7: Really? Oh. All right, moving on. How many sacks or how many times are the Packers going to get to Russell Wilson? How many sacks? Set an over under of two and a half.
6: I say hmm. over two and a half. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the over. Their old yeah. line is very iffy. Right. Yes, you know we don't know about Dwayne Brown, George Fant. You might have Chad Wheeler in there. I'm going to take the over.
3: There you go. There
6: you go. All right, we're going to bring back one from
7: last week. Marshawn Lynch rushing yards against the Packers over under of 28 and a half.
6: That's a good one. He's got to be going over that today. Mm. Give me the over.
3: Uh, I take the under. <laughs> I'm taking the under. All right, okay. and we
7: got a bonus one. We're doing yeah. six this week. DK Metcalf, total receiving yards,
6: over under 65 and a half. Oh, oh overall wow. day. You kidding me? DK was a monster last uh, week. It doesn't stop this week. And I, I go under. I'm going under. You're going to be wrong about that one.
3: We'll see. We'll see. You lost last week. There we go. By the way, that was a great coach. Great one. There you go. How far can they go? Brian No and Andy Furman have the answer where on Fox Football Sunday coming up right here. Next.
2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.
3: The pretenders and the contenders will have them in just about a minute, but right now it's time to say Wake Up America! There you go, you're sounding good. So sweet. He's Brian Noe. Wow. Oh, I didn't mean to wake up the dogs. Go away! Stop it! Give him a bonus. There's Brian. No, I'm Andy Furman. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We are here. We're brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. Now, in the hour of power, the power hour, there's none more powerful in the world of sports talk radio. I mean that. My hands on my heart when I say it. My friend, my partner, the brains of the outfit, the one and only Brian No. Hello, B.
6: What's going on, Andy? Happy divisional round of the playoffs here on a Sunday as we get set for another doubleheader. And tracing back to what Chris was playing right there with the dogs, it... It plants this uh, question in my mind. Will the dogs be barking today, baby, huh? What do you think? Texans today? Little Seahawks today? Will the dogs be barking, Andy Furman? What do you say about that?
3: Well, they may very well be, but you know, right now, if you were to ask me, I'm taking Green Bay and I'm taking Kansas City.
6: You're taking both favorites to cover.
3: Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah, All and right. we'll see what see you it have at nose Picks at the at the end of the hour, the end of the show in this hour. But uh you promised me a story that you are oh. seven seven stadiums shy of seeing 32 in the NFL and you got sick in Cincinnati. I'd like to hear that story and also the other stadia that you have not visited yet.
6: Okay. All right. Well, um yes, I've been to 25 of the 32 NFL stadiums. And this goes back, I'll keep it short, but it goes back, I think it was still the 90s, maybe 2000, something around there. But I was still in college. I was at Ball State University. And so my mom and I, we were going to go to a Bengals game because mm-hmm. Cincinnati isn't that far away from Muncie, Indiana. And so I woke up that morning, we were going to go to the game, and I was just really sick, Andy. Really? I mean, I'm tossing cookies, it's just not good. Not Food pleasant. pleasant. Food poisoning. Yeah, food poisoning. And my mom was like, you want to give it a go? You want to go to the game? I was like, let's try it. So we go there. I'm just miserable. We go to the game. Doug Flutie was still the quarterback of the Bills. Wow. It was Bills at the Bengals. And I must have just looked like death because at halftime, my mom was like, you want to go? And you know me, Andy. I'm an NFL junkie. Yes. I was like, yeah, let's get out of wow. here. I felt horrible. And as I was walking down the stairs, I got sick and i grabbed a cup and i'm like uh, no 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 people are eating breakfast cup.
3: now okay we it's don't sorry, need to i'm graphics. sorry people are eating
6: breakfast are going to church sorry to be graphic here but i got to tell it so you understand what's going on here the funny part was it looked like a father and his young son and the father is just shielding his son away from me like get away from uh, this drunk wino right, over right, here i was just yeah. sick i had food poisoning for about 24 hours
3: wow now was that that was that Paul Brown Stadium or was that Riverfront? I don't recall now. I don't remember. I don't
6: even but, know back then. I'm not yeah. sure. But oh, I've wow. been to both. I went to a uh, a Dolphins Bengals game not that long ago. It was I believe a Thursday night game within the last couple of years. So I've been back. Right. Uh, but back then I'm not sure what it was way back when.
3: Now I, I need know. to find out the list of seven stadia that you have not visited yet.
6: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, let me is... take a guess.
3: I would say the Met Life in New York.
6: No, I've been to both. I've seen Jets really? and Giants there.
3: Okay. Uh, in F- Gillette,
6: I've been there. Yeah, I've been wow. to to a wow. Patriots game. It's I haven't been to a Ravens game. No Browns. Tennessee. Um, Philly haven't been to an Eagles game.
3: Uh, that's three.
6: Yeah, three. I don't know if I'm going to come up with the rest. I have a list somewhere. San Diego? I'm not sure what I
3: did with it, but San Diego. Yeah. Chargers. I went
6: there. I went to a San Diego game when they were still there. I've even been to a LA Rams. Chargers game with Rams. that weird, you know, fill in stadium. Seattle, you've been to. Yeah, been to Seattle. Oh, here it is. Here's the list. Here you go, yeah. Andy. Tennessee. Uh I haven't been to Denver. Never been to Denver. All right. Haven't been to Jacksonville or Tampa and Houston. Those are the seven.
3: Wow. Hey. Yeah. So I got some that's, traveling that's to do. That's impressive. You know, I, I really envy those people who really go on trips to visit stadiums around the country. I have a buddy who lives in Florida, and I hadn't seen him in years. I really, we used to go to summer camp together. That's how far back we go. And he called me last year. He said he's going to be in Cincinnati in July, having a bus tour. And he's going from Wrigley Field, and he's going to end up in Cincinnati for a Reds game. Would you like to meet me? I said, yeah, I'd love to. But I, I you know, and I, I applaud him for doing that because he's a tremendous baseball fan. He goes to various places all over. And every summer he takes a tour like that. And, and a lot of people are on that bus because I went on the bus to meet him in front of the ballpark. And it was full. I mean, people live to do that. I, God bless him. I mean, it's something that people like to do. I just don't know the thrill of it. But there's a lot of people that are into it. And there's a lot yeah, of people making good sure. money doing these tours as yeah, well. Yeah, it's fun to I go implement- see a
6: game at a different stadium, man. Get out there. You don't have to have season tickets every single year. People always complain about the price of games, but if you just go to a a different stadium and maybe that's the only time you've gone, I don't think you whine about the cost as much when you get a new experience, something that you haven't seen before. I encourage people to get out there and do that. But I've got a theory for you here, Andy Furman, based on what we saw last night in the, uh, the Ravens game. After the game, Tajay Sharp, he's a wide receiver for the Titans, he was right. introducing Derrick Henry. I'm sure you caught this. And he was I, I don't know, like making making light of what Mark Ingram did earlier in the year. The Ravens running back, Mark Ingram introduced Lamar Jackson as the MVP front runner, and this is what Tajay Sharp did. He was basically alluding to what Mark Ingram had said earlier in the season.
7: Before we get started, I just want to introduce y'all. We got the NFL Russian leader.
5: If anybody got a problem with that, you come see me. We bout that. Big trust. Woo woo. King Henry in the flesh. Woo woo. <laughs>
1: It's all jokes.
3: Amen. It's all jokes. <laughs> so, so they're like, "It's just we're just kidding around here. We're not." You know really what? It's kidding around. Up. It's a joke. But that's the stuff yeah. that maybe I'm alone on this. It really rubs me the wrong way. You don't like that. That turns me off on sports. So you say that's game. poor
6: sportsmanship. Yeah, it
3: is. It really okay. is. Play play the game, and, and that's why I like to see them get their teeth knocked in in the next game they play. <laughs> really, <laughs> okay, uh, okay. fair
6: maybe enough. I'm, I understand where you're coming. from I, I don't from think with I'm
3: that. alone. I really don't think I'm alone on this. And really, I would really appreciate a phone call or a Twitter uh, handle, kind of a comment to see if I am alone. I don't think I am. You know, play the game, be a pro, walk away, have your head up high, because you don't know what's going to happen next week. You yeah. may lose. You may get hurt. That's Anything fine. can hey, happen.
6: I understand where you're coming from on that, Andy. It's maybe the audio version of Baker Mayfield planting the flag at midfield, right? Remember that? Right, Against right, Ohio right. State, where... Yeah, when you start to do some of this stuff celebrating afterward, yeah, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. It is definitely a get-off-my-lawn take.
3: No, wait and a minute. Is. Vinay is saying get-off-my-lawn. No, no, wait a minute. Come back to me. I want to ask Vinay here. Are you there, Vinay? Oh, I'm here. I love okay. it. I thought I, it was hilarious. So, it's, I, so is funny? the get-off-my-lawn take, is that directed to me like yeah, you're be- uh, I'm, a, I'm an old fart? You're, like you're being get-off-my-lawn
7: get my lawn right now. They, these, no, guys no, I are, don't think these guys so. are I, having a good time, and they're they it's called it's a callback. We do them all the time in radio. They're just doing a callback to something that they thought was probably fun for them, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do this too." You know, if they had done it in a loss, then that's where I would have a problem with it because you know you just lost you see, the game he, and you're goofing around. Uh, uh, I think they're just having a good time. Well, okay, I they're get, having a good get, time at
6: the. At
7: the, at the expense, expense. You, that's yeah. the key. Nothing wrong with that. that you no, know, good There's times happen
3: all the time. That. I've seen good times and good and celebrations in locker rooms after games all the time. I love it. That's great. I love when the cameras in the locker room after the game. But have a good time by making fun of the team you beat. That to me is bad. Look, I, I, I understand
6: where you're coming from, Andy. I get it. I totally appreciate. And what I'll tell you're you something
3: saying. else. Uh, uh, to to kind of. Comprehend and go one step above. When you talked about various stadiums to visit, it's a great thing. I talk about people tell me all the time about the stadium experience. You know what? Take the stadium experience and shove it, okay? Because to me, no, my, no, my, no. no, yeah. No, let me nope. tell you. Let me give me two nope. seconds here. Let me shove tell, tell you this
6: why. take of yours. That's what no. I'm saying.
3: Okay, I'll tell you why. Number one, the stadium experience. I can't see the post game locker room and the stadium. I see it on TV. Number two, post record the,
6: sta- the game. You can see. It oh, I'm not
3: going to see it again. And the stadium experience is getting stuck in traffic an hour and a half before the game and going oh, after the game man. that's the man, experience. Man. you know yeah, what you right, get a yeah, story
6: yeah, out of it you yeah. never say i was there like chris berman when you're watching the game on your couch who cares you never say oh yeah for this uh this big upset by the titans against the ravens i was there on my couch right here no you have no story when you're watching it what at home when you go to the game you get a story every time so every in other time. words, you go
3: to the game, you go to the game so you could tell your neighbors and friends, I was there. Here's my ticket stub. Look, who cares if you were there? No one really cares. I don't sit there and tell
6: everybody I was at this game or that game, or, but every now and then it'll come up. Yeah. And yeah. it's some sense of, I don't know what it is, like pride? Of ownership. Nostalgia ownership, I guess, there right? or something. It's just cool. Like, say the Bush-Push game where USC beat Notre Dame. I was there. Like who I'm cares? not going to say that if I was at home on my couch. You but know what, though? I think though? it's cool. I think it's That's cool like people that who go on Facebook.
3: Games. That's people who go on Facebook and say, hey, I'm at Starbucks <laughs> now. Who cares? I don't care. <laughs> okay, fine, get off. Get but off you're Facebook. Going,
6: you're more get off my lawn guy here. You take it. you no, took I'm the not. the pond and you handed it to yourself. You ran the third and fourth legs of the four by 100 meters you,
3: here. You know what? Give, give me my couch. I don't want to go to a bathroom at a ballpark and see a guy urinating in a sink. Okay, that's not the stadium <laughs> experience.
6: Sound like it's these are the stadium
3: that. experiences I, I, I remember oh going gosh. to a right, game.
6: I got a point to make. I got to shove your get off my lawnness to the oh, side stop, for a second. Please. I got a point to make here. The reason I bring up this Tajay Sharp, yeah. introduction with his teammate Derek Henry, who was a stud last night, is because I think it shows something. Some teams aren't good enough to be marked teams. If you look at the Ravens, they were a marked team. They had the best record in the NFL, 14-2. and MVP, soon to be in Lamar Jackson. They were a marked team. And last night showed that they weren't good enough to be a marked team. If you look at the Vikings, and this is going to sound crazy, but Richard Sherman, when he picked off Kirk Cousins, he was saying, I like that. I like that, which was a callback again to what happened last week after the Vikings beat the Saints. They were celebrating in the locker room, and Kirk Cousins said, I got three words for you. You like that? The Vikings were a marked team also. And so I'm not sitting here saying you can't have fun. You can't be like Mark Ingram and introduce your teammate Lamar Jackson or anything like that. You can have fun. That's great. But... Some teams aren't good enough to be marked teams. No, a lot the Super Bowl right. shuffle bears, they called their shot. They were a marked team. They right. were good enough to back it up. The Ravens and the Vikings, not good enough to back it up.
3: Look, I've never seen the Patriots do stuff like that. That's all I'm saying. All right? Even if they're playing a marked team or not a marked team. I just say, look. Have a great time. I love it. I've seen guys in the locker room on TV after the game, and I love it. But not at someone else's expense. That, to me, is just a cheap shot. That's what it is. And I'm that's sure that's why so- you're
6: talking about the Titans and the callback with the Ravens. But right. to your point about the Patriots, Andy, it's true. And not everybody has to do it exactly like the Patriots. That's, that's not what we're saying. But right. the Patriots, they would never get excited the same way some of these other teams do. And right. I think that's a compliment to them. There's I no agree. way like 10 weeks in the season or whatever it is, someone's introducing Tom Brady as the MVP front runner and all that type of stuff. It's like, that's such small potatoes. That's all. Right. It's right. not to say the Patriots can't have fun and have a good time. Goodness, they had Gronk there for, <laughs> for almost a decade. He had a really good time. Trust me. But they would never get that giddy. Over a couple of regular season wins or like Kirk Cousins last week, they're not getting as giddy about a wild card weekend win.
3: You know? I don't think the 49ers got that giddy. i tell you what, they got a guy in the 49ers who's like Gronk light and George Kittle. I like him. He's got a personality. Absolutely. Really. He does. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so there are certain teams that I think they take the, they take the, the personality of their coach. Oh, look, I'm not saying don't celebrate. I believe when yeah. Vinay says get off your lawn, I'm not that kind of guy. Believe me. I, <laughs> I could be as wild as crazy might be the as anybody child else. Get off my right. lawn, Andy. I'm all, just saying. All, all I want to do is just throw it out there and, and now and I'm not really begging, but I'd like to throw it out there as a somewhat of a beg to call or tweet us to see if I'm wrong on this. Really, I, I just want to say that. And the stadium experience situation too. I oh, want to hear gosh, about that. Andy, yeah. bit, well, you want to talk I, it's about funny
6: cuz I'm looking I don't up, want to sit in my, my car for an hour and a half online. going home. I just looked it up. I looked up get off my lawn. And there is a picture, and it looks exactly wow. like you. It's a striking oh, resemblance. If it isn't please. indeed
3: you, okay. I'm going to leave out the Twitter handle. We'll see. At Andy Furman, FSR. At Brian Noe, At the No Show. At the N O E Show. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. And we have Brian No and No's picks at the end of this hour. So stay with us. But they call this the Patriot Way. That's next. listen to uncanny usa wherever you get
4: your bbc podcasts if you dare there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming and when you get access to resi priority notify with your amex platinum card hey this looks amazing
9: i'm so glad you made it
4: and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.
3: Who are these guys anyway? We'll get to that in just about a minute. Speaking of minutes, 21 minutes past the hour of Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noah, Andy Furman, and live. We are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. And getting back to the conversation we were having about the basic. I guess, stadium experience and more oh than that. Oh, my gosh. Big, Are we really big... going with this? For no, we're this not. This is no. like
6: after football season. Well, let's circle back to this in February. Goodness.
3: Listen to you. And also, I'd like for you to read that tweet from Chris Bouton.
6: No, I'm not will. reading anything.
3: I'm You're against upset. this. You're upset. You're acting like a grouch now. <laughs> Get off my lawn, Brian. No. Look at you. Lighten up. Give him a, give him a candy bar or something, will uh- you? You, you you
6: read away, Furman. You read it. I'm not Chris with Chris
3: Boulton on Twitter says, I'm with Andy on this, being a professional. Take the W like you've been there before. That's all I'm saying. And you were with me on that. You were to some extent.
6: I understand what you're saying. I get it. Um, I think they're just having a little bit of fun. But to your point, they're having fun at the Ravens' expense, where Tajay Sharp, the Titans wide receiver – he introduces Derrick Henry just like Mark Ingram introduced Lamar Jackson earlier in the season. I did not think it was that big of a deal, but listen, I don't think the Ravens saw that and were like, "It's ha, 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 hilarious. Well right. done. Well played." I don't right. think they got a chuckle out of that one.
3: I'm with you. Now Justin in Cincinnati says, "Going to games these days, going to games these days really sucks." The uh, in-game, the in-home, the, this he says, the in-home experience is way too good. I'd rather be protesting in Iran than watch a Bengals game at Paul Brown Stadium.
6: I like that. That's completely false right there. That's Well, I mean, it's hyperbole. his opinion. I'm
3: not going to argue. Yeah, 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 What about, do you want to read Bobby Tyler's tweet? No, I'm
6: against it. I told you before, I'm not reading anything. You read them if you What's want.
3: wrong with you? Look, they're coming in hot and heavy now. Bobby Tyler says, uh, write about both topics. Don't mock the team you just beat. It only leaves room for you to look like a bigger ass if you lose the following week. I agree. Also, I see more stuff in Ultra HD watching these games in the comfort of my home. No drunks and no waiting to pee. How do you like that? And you know what? That's what it's all about. Not the money factor is a factor by oh, itself. Gosh. The tickets and whatever and the, and the parking. But the in-game experience, look, I, I get what you're saying. Fine, I do. Fine.
6: Here's the thing, though, Andy. Are there drawbacks going to a game? Sure. Sure. Is it nothing but drawbacks? No, No, not at all. And that's what drives me crazy when these dorks make it sound like it's only but negatives.
3: Well, I will say this. I'm not going to make a list of the negatives and positives, but certainly, you know, you get your car smashed in in the parking lot, $45 to park. What's the uh, positive? I've heard nothing but
6: negatives from you.
3: $8 for a beer. Look, I'm not a negative guy. I'm giving you facts. These are facts. Where's
6: one positive? I'm waiting for one still. You Go just with the prefaced friend. this saying there's I'm going to point out all the negatives, and you've no, the, gone through a litany of negatives with no positives.
3: Well, here's the positive. If, if you have a kid going with your son, great bonding. It's great bonding. It's there, there's a positive right it's there. There's there a positive. I asked now, for ba- one. Okay, Bake on Twitter. The things on which we spend money, the things in which we find funny. These are things that indicate our values. The disagreement is one of the what's valuable, and we judge others based on that difference. I have no idea what that is. That is
6: deep, right there. He must be a professor. He's got to
3: be an educator, really. He's, you know, he's he's a PhD. That's all I'm saying. I've played pool
6: with Bake in the Portland area. He's a good guy. Oh, you know, you know Bake. Uh, Yeah, I know Bake. Oh,
3: I I take it back. I thought he was a schmuck, but no,
6: no, he's not at all.
3: He's a good dude. Okay, he's a good guy. I, I, I want to talk about maybe a little bit the Patriot way, if I can, because Patriots coach Bill Belichick, he refused, refused to allow his offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, to move up his scheduled interviews with teams interested in him as a head coach starting of the week. He also puts for Joe Judge for the Giants coaching vacancy. Belichick, this is, this is how smart he is. He knew the Giants couldn't hire both Judge and McDaniels, so he pushed Judge out of there. Basically, he knew Judge was he, he didn't do anything anyway. He wasn't a coordinator. <laughs> he wasn't an assistant coach. So he got rid of Judge. Who the hell is this guy, Judge? This guy's got a coach in the, in the country's largest media market, and no one knows who he is. It's a joke. It's embarrassing the Giants hired well, this guy.
6: Hey, listen, there's a couple of things, Andy. There's a few layers. I think yes. what's a joke is that Eric Biennemi— is still looking for a gig, and I'm he's had you. all the success as in an offensive coordinator with the Chiefs right. and all of this stuff. And he's his name's been circulated. He's been rumored to get an NFL head coaching job, and he does Good guy, get him, too. Right? Good guy. Yeah. And Joe Judge, who hasn't even been a coordinator, who is a special teams guy, who's also a wide receivers coach, he gets the gig. And it's been well publicized about the Rooney Rule and the what lack of black it? head coaches. We've got three of them in the NFL. That's it, Three. And a guy like Eric Biennemi gets passed over. Meanwhile, a wide receiver slash special teams coach who's never been a coordinator in Joe You know who else got passed gig. over? There's something I'll tell wrong you with
3: else. that. Because Biennemi, who's never been a coach, I'll tell you who else got passed over. Who was a coach? Leslie Frazier. Leslie Frazier should be a head coach. Look, yeah. I, I just want to know what happened to the Rooney Rule and an elite that's 60 to 70% well, African-American. How could there be only three head African-American coaches? It doesn't make any sense. Well, it here's doesn't the make thing, any Andy, sense. Is
6: the Rooney Rule... It's doing what it's designed to do. A minority co- candidate has to be interviewed for a vacancy. Right. But it's with the hope that some of these interviews turn into, well, jobs, right? you actually of getting course. the head coaching job. Right. So it's designed to open the door for that, but it hasn't been designed to certainly do that. You know what I mean? So it is with doing yeah. what it's designed to do, just not to its fullest extent. But I'll also say this, Andy, is... When you look at Joe Judge, I think he has something very much in common with now his quarterback and Daniel Jones. Remember when he was taken sixth overall and people mm-hmm. freaked? Like, yeah. who is this guy? What are they doing? Why? Because he was off the radar. It doesn't mean that he's destined to fail. Right. It doesn't mean Daniel Jones is destined to fail. It doesn't mean that Joe Judge is destined to fail.
3: But it's certainly a gamble.
6: Absolutely it's a gamble. It's right. It's a major gamble.
3: Right. I'd rather go with a guy who's had it. Mean, look, we don't know why Eric Bieniemy, and I remember Eric Bieniemy when he played for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's a good guy. I think he finished third in the Heisman voting when he played football at Colorado. He's a hell of a player, good coach, has learned a lot on the Andy Reid in Kansas City, but we don't know why he hasn't gotten the job. Not that he doesn't deserve it. Maybe Reid doesn't want to let him go. Maybe Reid's going to elevate him yeah. to associate head coach. I don't know, but I got to believe everybody in the heart of hearts wants to be a head coach one day.
6: Yeah, I don't think it's anything like that. And also, look at all of the Andy Reid disciples that have gone on and had success as head coaches. Doug Peterson just won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, head coach of the Eagles. So it's another reason to give him a gig, and he keeps getting passed over, passed over. I just Look, I read Jay Glazer. He had a – it was like a uh, mailbag on The Athletic, and he made a great point. I'll give him credit for this one. He talked about Joe Judge, and he was saying that he thinks that special teams coordinators, they should get head coaching jobs or looks at head coaching jobs a la John Harbaugh because what they're doing, they're taking the like the bottom third of the roster and right. making it work. You're right. not throwing starters out there on the kickoff team and the punt right. return unit. It's a great point. It's, it's a lot of these guys that maybe it's the fourth, fifth receiver. It's the sixth DB. And you got to make it work. So if you're able to get value while working with that. Well, you should be able to get value when you're working with much better talent as a head coach. It makes sense to me.
3: It makes a lot of sense. I'll tell you why you talked about the Andy Reid coaching tree. Let's go to the other extreme. Look at the Bill Belichick coaching tree. That what has happened there? I know. No one's. There hasn't been any success story on the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Think about that. Well,
6: Nick Saban's done pretty good. I think you could mention him. Yeah. <laughs> He's had a little bit. Okay, of but he hasn't looked there. good in the NFL. A lot He's of a, NFL guys have not had much to write home about. That's none sure. of Denver,
3: yeah. Romeo? I mean, really, what has he done as a head coach? Bill O'Brien.
6: He's in Bill action O'Brien. today. He needs a uh, win badly. Go to the because...
3: Detroit Lions. What have they done? Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. come oh, on. Yeah.
6: Josh McDaniels with Denver. So, yeah, there's a lot left to be desired with the Belichick protégés. Sure. Right.
3: Uh, and I'm sure that this guy, Judge, who was with any other team in the same position, wouldn't get a sniff. He wouldn't get a sniff. But Belichick pushed him out the door. I got to believe he did.
6: I don't know about that, Andy. I don't know that he shoved him out there. I just want to know (laughs) what happened to the ruling He got a head coaching job with the New York Giants. What's crazy is Mike Leach just took over at Mississippi Mississippi State. State. Joe Judge was a leading candidate for Mississippi State. And he gets up as the head coach of the Giants.
3: That's amazing. I'm, I'm shocked. I mean, you know. Not only getting a head coaching job, but in that market. you got a yeah, got right. to be a head coach in Tennessee where you're not on Broadway. It's off-Broadway. It's not as big. He's going to be scrutinized by the media for everything he does, from brushing his teeth to taking a shower to practices to the car he drives. Believe yeah, me. I agree
6: with you on that yeah, one. If you compare it to John Harbaugh, who obviously was a special teams coach, getting that head coaching job with the Ravens, the New York media market, that's not a job that you can – ease into the success just oh. like slowly all right we're six and ten all right we're we're seven and nine we're getting better Like it's a whole thing if you're not having success right away so it is a different deal it's a whole different animal over there
3: well look i'll give you an example we have a first year coach and he got the job here because of what he did in la zach taylor in cincinnati and he was it was terrible. It was a bad year. You know, can't don't you don't sure sugarcoat anything?
6: Shoehorning Cincinnati but, no, no, but this. the
3: point is that Cincinnati basically is flyover zone. It really is. And no one cares. If he right. had that same situation in New York oh, he'd have to pack right. his bags in the middle of yeah. the night and leave.
6: It's a good point I will allow it. As long as Thank you, you trace it back to Non Cincinnati type things. It's
3: right, I'm just saying he happens to coach here, which is not a large I, media market. I,
6: you get so defensive when I just jokingly I rail against because you I'm the that guy stuff. that says
3: get off my lawn. I'm a get off my lawn guy. You uh, are.
6: That's what you've been this I'm morning. I'm getting you can't a T-shirt. Go to games. You're gonna. Your car's gonna get smashed. You can't go to the toilet when you got to, the, it just stinks. Horrible experience. Yeah, you can I want one phone son, call. But who cares about that? It's all negative. Yeah.
3: Yes. One phone call to agree with me, please. I'll pay you for the call. I'll pay. We're
6: we're previewing the divisional round of the playoffs, Andy Furman. Uh, Enough of the stadium talk. That's March. We move on. We can talk about that in February.
3: Brian no. Andy Furman, Fox Football Sunday. And, yes, today is Sunday. How do you like that? If you had to choose... Which direction would you select? That's the question. But first to Brian Fenley, my guy, my son for the latest. Is going
8: on, Dad. AFC in their number one seed, the Baltimore Ravens, keeling over in a 28-12 loss to the Titans in Saturday's divisional round. Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson throwing two picks, fumbling once and after the game, Tennessee defensive back Logan Ryan described the game plan on stopping Jackson. He said, quote, we wanted to give him loaded boxes all night to get him out of the run game. We were playing with a loaded box and man-to-man. You play Madden and run and gauge eight all day. It's hard to run the ball. We pretty much did that. We got a lead and once we got a lead, they had to go to the passing game and that is our strength with our DBS that we have. The Ravens head coach, John Harbaugh, trying to soften the pain of this loss.
5: This game is going to be the the one that we'll remember because it's the last one. I told him, and then there's only one team that gets to be the, 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 the one true champion. Uh, and that's not going to be us this year. So that's where we're at.
8: The Titans will play the winner of today's game between the Chiefs and Texans, and according to NFL Network, Houston's wide receivers and Will Fuller and Kenny Stills, along with tight end Darren Fells, all dealing with injuries, are all going to be active for this game. Going back to Saturday in the NFC Divisional Round, the 49ers blanket the Vikings twenty-seven to ten. San Francisco's defense and that pass rush demoralize Minnesota. They force six sacks. Do San Fran's defense defense, allowing only seven first downs. Niners defensive back Richard Sherman had an interception after the game. He took another opportunity like he always does to call out his critics. And Sherman said, quote, he is tired of hearing excuses of why he's great in the playoffs. He says in big games, he just shows up. The Niners will host either the Seahawks or the Packers, and those two will get it on later today. And one score in the NBA, the Lakers, playing without LeBron James and Anthony Davis, win an eight-straight game as they devour the Thunder 125-110. As we send it back to my daddy, Andy Furman, and my godfather, Brian Noe.
6: You're doing you doing okay Have this morning, day. Brian Fenley? You sound different than normal. How, how so? Okay? How so? I don't know. I don't know. Does it sound different to you? He's your son, Andy. Does no, it sound he a little does, different he, this
3: morning? No. Like he I'm is pl- different. like I'm plugged up, or
6: no? You sound a little subdued this morning. A little subdued.
3: Really? Hmm.
6: He's, he's, yeah. he's
3: fine. He's fine. Yeah. He's doing well. He really is. All right. You make the choice. That's coming right up. He's Brian No, I'm Andy And By the way, welcome back, everybody, to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And, of course, nose picks in less than 10 minutes. Now, now I have something on my mind here which is kind of like crazy because there's not that much on there in my mind. But here's the deal. LSU Clemson, we haven't touched on this tomorrow. Uh, The college football playoff, LSU Clemson tomorrow in New Orleans. The best move in this game that's happened since the game was put on paper is the fact that the president of LSU said no classes tomorrow and Tuesday at LSU. Because there was a little pushback on that initially. And then all of a sudden, I guess, the pressure built to such an extent that he had to call off classes Monday and Tuesday, which is a great move. It really is. Because the game is in New Orleans, which is right down the road from Baton Rouge.
6: Enormous game, obviously. This is I love all it. the freaking marbles over here. I love Andy it. Furman. And I can't wait to see how Clemson stacks up. Because they had a UCF-like schedule this season. They played nobody throughout most of the season. And then they beat Ohio state. And now they're in the championship game against LSU. And I just wonder if their defense can hold up and I don't expect them to shut down Joe Burrow and company, but just hold up enough because they lost three defensive linemen in the first 17 NFL picks in last year's draft. Mm -hmm. They lost Trayvon Mullen, who was a second rounder. Austin Bryant was a fourth rounder. They lost all of this talent And you're trying to go up against Joe Burrow and that powerful offense. I just don't know if they're going to be able to hold them in check enough where Trevor Lawrence and that offense can outscore LSU. You
3: know, it's funny. You look at the talk about Alabama, Alabama on the sidelines and Nick Saban. However, quietly, if Dabo Sweeney wins, if Clemson wins, he'll have coached now by third national championship team in four years. That's that's tremendous. So don't look now, but uh, he's got somewhat of a mini dynasty coming up there in Clemson.
6: I think they lose, Andy. I hear you. I do, too. And if he wins three out of four, you're you you're cooking big time. Right. But I think they lose. You got them losing?
3: Yeah, I do. I, I got LSU putting up a lot of points, maybe close to half a century up there, maybe close to 50. I really do. Because wow, I think Joe Burrow's going to huh? go great. Yeah. Could be like 48, 50 points. A high-scoring game i say LSU like 48-35, something like that. Be wow, a good, good game, exciting game. The total game.
6: is 69.5, which is a high total for a typical right. college football game, especially a national championship game. But, man, the betting public, this is what makes me nervous, Andy. The betting public is just absolutely hammering LSU. They're going to the window, give me LSU, give me LSU, all my money yeah, on LSU. Yeah. We haven't seen more one-sided action on an event since the Super Bowl when Seattle beat Denver. Remember that? When Seattle yeah. crushed Denver forty three right. to eight? everybody was betting on Denver. Everybody's lining up gave me Peyton Manning. Oh, this offense unbelievable. Yeah, they lost forty three to eight. So that much makes me it worries me a little bit when everybody seems to be on LSU. I side.
3: think they're betting a lot with their heart, not with their head when they're betting on LSU. because They're, they're like the, the fairy tale, the Cinderella story of How college football. How is it not some
6: here. head, though? Goodness, look at their yeah. offense. Look at what they've done this year.
3: Look at yeah, their schedule. Tremendous. Look at who they've yeah. beaten. I'm with you on that. But here's a question I have, just, just for a few minutes. It's an interesting question, and I think we need to touch on it. If in fact the NFL playoffs or even the Super Bowl was played the same time on the same day as LSU Clemson, what do you watch? Which sport has more passion? Because uh, to me, the NFL regular season is just a resume for the playoffs. College, one loss, you finish, gonzo, goodbye. There's more emotion, it means more. And I, it's a very difficult question if in fact they were going head to head. Which I one would you watch?
6: All. It's the Super Bowl by miles. Miles. You think? Look at the ratings, Andy. Look at how many people watch the Super Bowl. Well, there's Bowl nothing compared else going on at that time. game. What's Whoa. going on Monday night? What else do you, you going to watch the Bucks instead? Oh, What's I, going I, I hear on? what
3: you're saying. The only comparison you could have is the ratings between the Super Bowl and the game tomorrow night, which in a sense will not be that fair because it's ESPN against a network. Put
6: the National Championship game on ABC. It gets smoked by the NFL. And the biggest reason why is familiarity. You yeah, know these yeah. players. Good, Good point. Lo- that's a great point. Diehard college football fan. How many players can you mention right now from Clemson and LSU? Go. You're, you're Give me right. everybody Trevor you got. Lawrence and that's you, you it. You might be able to, the average fan might be able to get to six, seven right, players. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Right? And th- those are the teams in the national championship. It, the teams in the Super Bowl, you can mention a lot more players. And even if you don't, it's this. Phenomenon where the non-football fan they go out of their way to watch it. It's an event. It's the commercials. It's all the build-up. You have your party. It's just part of Americana. It's not even you know close, what? Andy. You just blew a hole easily. in this
3: in, in my logic. And I'll tell you why I say that: the the familiarity of, of the players on the NFL level, simply because of fantasy football, and you got people maybe yeah. in the states of Montana uh Wyoming that are just big NFL fans still because course of fantasy football and they don't have a team anywhere near them. Now, when I lived in New York City growing up as a kid, never followed college football. Why? There's no college football in New York City. There really isn't. You got West Point, which is on the outskirts of New York City, and upstate New York, you got Syracuse. That's basically it. It's a pro town. That's all I root for is pro teams. So you're right. I mean, as big as the college football championship is, it still pales compared to NFL divisional games and the Super Bowl.
6: Oh, dude, they, they're not even drawing half of the Super Bowl audience. Not even close. They'd be lucky to get a quarter of it.
3: Even if they went head-to-head today with the divisional games, i still watch the NFL today.
6: Against the, In the divisional playoffs.
3: Yeah, today. Yeah, if they they go, would if have they higher ratings
6: today. than the national championship game for sure.
3: Yeah. No, you're exactly right. And I tell you what, I'm looking at this game, and there's a lot of good storylines on there because Trevor Lawrence, who basically started a little slow this year, has come on strong. He really has. During his last eight games, he's completed like over 71% of his passes, thrown 22 touchdowns, no INTs, attempted a school record 202 consecutive passes without an interception. So you got Trevor Lawrence probably the number one pick in the 2021 draft against Joe Burrow, probably the number one pick in the 2020 draft.
6: Yeah, and I want to see how much they run Trevor Lawrence because his running ability was a big deal against Ohio State. And right. He might have to crank up the running game as well against LSU because you're going to have to gain yards, score points, however you possibly can because that LSU offense, it was just so dynamic. I think we're overrating them a little bit, just a little bit. I know they've had a lot of success throughout the regular season, but just because they blew the doors off of Oklahoma and that's the last game you saw let's not forget they beat Auburn at LSU 23 to 20 so as good as this offense has been it's not as if they're bulletproof that's all I'm saying
3: right Vinay I mean this you know I'm gonna give him like a gold star I mean he's our executive producer and he just still waiting for the bleacher he playing. goes above and beyond. Well, he said he couldn't find them. But he goes above and beyond. We don't even have to ask. He's like right there. 27.4 million people watched the championship game on ESPN last year. And 97.5 million tuned into the Super Bowl last year. I understand there's a, a, a difference in fact because ESPN's a, a cable situation as opposed to network. But it wouldn't make that much of a difference. No. Believe me, it would not. So once again, my hat's off to Vinay what a job he's done Crack today. Crack research, man. We should take hard? him he's out for done. breakfast after the show, really.
6: Are you all right, you're cutting into nose picks? Let's get on with it. Okay, brother.
3: okay, we move on. I'm sorry. He is Brian, no, I'm Andy Furman and this is Fox Football Sunday. And maybe they need a spell check in the bluegrass. We'll tell you all about it next.
2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.
3: Here we go, nose picks coming right up about 10 minutes before the top of the hour. By the way, at the top of the hour, what a duo this is, Mike Harmon, Will Blackman, get them on iHeartRadio, the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM, Channel 83, and many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates, that's Harmon and Blackman, and of course, you want to hear something amazing, even more amazing than that? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover, cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Now to my guy, my partner, Brian no and Nose picks. Are you ready for
5: it?
2: Bright Sparky, here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, for Brian No is here. And now the time has come for nose picks.
6: Good lord, Andy Furman. I got 20 seconds to get to these picks. You're very shaggy. Oh, stop it. Stop the previous it. segment. That's okay. I went two and one last week. Two and one. DK with the over in receptions. The Seahawks covered the one. Another winning weekend. We're trying to duplicate that. I got three picks for you, Andy Furman. I'm looking first. And foremost, the early game, Texans, plus nine and a half. I'm taking them against the Chiefs. They're goofy. You don't know which te- Texans team's going to show up. I think they can keep it close enough here. I'm going to take them plus the nine and a half. I like you get, that. You got agreement over yeah, there? Yeah, I like it. Okay, good. No, I like that. I'm going to look at this Seahawks-Packers game. I'm taking the under, 45 and a half. I'm going under there. I think it's going to be more of a slugfest. So t- give me the under in that one. And also, I'm tempted to take the over with Russell Wilson's rushing yardage at 30-and-a-half, but I'm going to ride the train of DK Metcalf, baby. Over 64-and-a-half receiving yards. Those are your three picks. What do you say, Andy?
3: Uh, I think the game will be close. You got the
6: under for total points? Yep, under. 45-and-a-half uh, total points.
3: Yeah, under. I like that. I like that. Okay, okay. okay. Right, I'm with good. you. I'm with All
6: you. right, it's time to go your own way, Andy. You've got 10 seconds. Make it fast.
3: I'm going my own way. Electronic <laughs> sign at the side of a Kentucky captured the attention of drivers, with an unusual request in Kentucky on the sign that said, send nudes, send nudes. The Kentucky Transportation Cabinet confirmed the sign at the sign of the Kentucky Route 92. It was hacked Thursday by someone who changed the message to send nudes. How do you like that? I love it.
6: Why would you change it to that message? I don't know. Send nudes? Send That's nudes. probably a better way to say it, right? That's I would nice. think. Yeah.
3: Well, anyway. couldn't spell anything else, maybe. All right,
6: so I had audio of Richard Sherman. I don't have enough time to play it. I'm I had sorry. audio of Bill O'Brien. There's not enough time to play it. Um, so I'm just going to speed past that, Andy. Very late getting to this segment. That's all right. I'm just kidding around. I have time. I just wanted to give you a hard time. How about this? Before Jeez. the national championship game, Odell Beckham Jr. gifting Every player on LSU's team beats headphones. They retail around 350 bucks, very generous. I thought that was a violation though, no?
3: We'll check into that. All right, with that our time is up. Thank you for yours. We'll see you next week right here on Fox Sports Radio.
2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.